live another day. Mirrors can't talk. Luckily for you, they can't laugh either. A lot of story there, a lot of lore uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing. I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 13, the show that's feeling all the hype. Yes. Mm-hmm. Each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk about the lore of Warcraft one or two topics at a time. We're a whole bunch like we're going to do today. Mm. <laughs> Still kind of one topic. Anyway. All right. My name is Jin, the one that may or may not be validated in my theory. And I'm joined by the one person that didn't think I was completely crazy. It's Allie. That's true. I mean, maybe a little crazy, but I think a small level of crazy is a healthy thing. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, it's kind of an out there theory. And every single time I mention it, everyone goes, really? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There was a couple hints that I got from BlizzCon. Yeah, yeah. That uh, might have proved me not completely wrong. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> Well, anyways, uh, this is, yeah, this is going to be a fun one today, because... It is. Yeah, well, I'll just ask, Allie, how is your BlizzCon online? I'll just say it that way. BlizzCon. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm one of the people who doesn't struggle to say it. Well, it's BlizzCon like, BlizzCon line, it's... it's yeah, it just sounds of, weird. Well, after you say it, it never kind of rolls off the tongue, but some people just still absolutely hate that. But I don't hate BlizzCon line because it was lovely. I had a miracle happen and I was able to get Friday off of work, which I really needed it for a mental health day for starters. And I you know, got a chance to cuddle up on the couch with my dogs and my husband and watch the opening ceremony like as it was live, which was lovely. And it was good. It was one of those things where it's sad that we can't be in person. I dearly miss seeing my friends and having drinks with them and and their wives <laughs> and their husbands and everyone. I saw but, that um, picture. <laughs> I know. I had to post the picture of the four of us. Yeah, it was great. Um, <laughs> it is. It is. I. But but it it was still at least something. It was still nice to kind of just have some time to forget everything about everything else and just geek out for a while. And it was handled in such a way that I think they were able to kind of make us feel together, even though we were apart. Yep. Yeah. I thought, I thought, I thought they did a good job. I mean, I'm pretty sure everything was for the most part previously recorded, which, you know what, considering the circumstances and how, you know, I've done a Twitch stream. I probably would have done the same thing with yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> if I could have recorded things uh, ahead of time, I absolutely would have done that. And from the little bit I've heard from those in the know, they would have suggested the same thing. Yeah. So yeah, good on good on you, Blizz, for just rolling that beautiful bean footage rather than trying to do it live. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it was so cool how it was handled because there were the videos and stuff we had of people from all over the world and. And voices and that that opening video even had people that we know from the Warcraft community, whether it was podcasting or streaming. And just seeing the passion 
from everyone about these games all over the world. And at the same time, to know that we're all going through the world that is now with, you know, the pandemic and whatnot. It just, it, it, I don't know. I thought it was really special and I liked it a lot and I got a little teary eyed about it in the intro and the outro and it was good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it too. Honestly, when it comes to BlizzCon, I would I would almost chalk it up to just about as good as using the virtual ticket, which I've done multiple times. Yeah, like yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I would say it was definitely shorter. You know, they, they, they yeah, you know, but that's okay. They probably didn't have as much to talk about because hmm, it's busy. They're working from home, and they just not they didn't have as much time to put into the production value and all that. Blah blah blah. Right. Plus, like, you know, Overwatch 2 isn't ready to be talked about too much. Yeah. Diablo 4, a little bit. Hey, we got that Rogue trailer, which... Oh, with the ears. That everyone likes. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, that cinematic was fantastic. And we we were, while we both cringed at the ears, uh, that was pretty amazing. We're both really excited about Diablo 4. Yeah, did you ever actually play Diablo 1? No, I, I played... Some of Diablo 3, and it's one of those games that is really fun and I really enjoy it. I just, I lack the time to really, really play it. Like, I actually, I haven't actually played it yet. Whereas my husband, Diablo 2, that was, that was his thing. Like, he mm-hmm. is so excited about the remastered and he's just, he's very happy about it. Yeah, I'm very happy about it too. Honestly, I really am. It's good, honestly. Like, I, I, I want to play Diablo 2. I've heard good things. It is very good. Well, Rather than, you know, waste our time, because I got some notes about all this stuff. We can we can oh, talk yeah, about it a yeah, little bit probably, more. Yeah. <laughs> but rather than, you know, waste all this wonderful, wonderful discussion now, because I got stories about this stuff. Just ask me, what's your, what's your Diablo 1 and or 2 story? Because they're both funny. <laughs> I'll tell you, I promise. <laughs> I think we need to hear those later. <laughs> they're, they're pretty funny. All right. Um, yeah, but I think we should jump into what we're drinking, right? Because it is BlizzCon. Yeah. Got to have some drinks. Of course. Yeah. And by the way, I think next BlizzCon, and if I see you there, I'm just going to have to bring this because it's really good. If? What do you mean? If? What is this if business? I'm just, I don't know when. It's just like <laughs> the world may come to an end before we have another one at this rate. So. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, 2021, 2022, whenever this next BlizzCon is, someone's bringing the private stock because boy, oh boy, is this stuff good. <laughs> We already got one convert, right? There was one person on Twitter that was like, boy, oh boy, this smells good. <laughs> right? That makes me so happy. And then uh, my friend Stone, who does a lot of wrestling streams, he's on my raid team. He's on my D&D group. He used to be a big part of WoW Challenges. Now he does Adventures in Azeroth. But I got Stone addicted to it, too. It's, it's pretty really, great. It's now, really like good. anytime he's streaming, if I get into a stream, he's like, Allie, <laughs> let's go. And we, we both take a little drink together. It's good. Yeah, it's I, honestly Captain Morgan private stock. If you had it, tried it, you know, cannot cannot sing its praises enough. It is very good. So good. So good. I'm going to tell you a little secret. This is my third bottle I've purchased. Holy crap, <laughs> is it really? <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well done. Well done. I was going to say, and we've only done two shows with this. Hmm. This, this is our second two. right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's really good. It so, is really good. I'm so glad you like it that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you message me, you're like, what are we drinking? Are we, it's private stock. I'm like, okay. I still had some, you know. I didn't. Gee darn, if I have to drink private stock. 
we'll be creative next time. This is, hey, we're yeah. celebrating. And there's a, hey, there's a pirate dr- infinite dragon. There you go. We tied it in. There you go. Bam. Oh, well, don't worry. We're going to talk about that later. <laughs> oh, of course we will. <laughs> just randomly mentioning pirate infinite dragon. What? Oh, my gosh. Seriously. I'm so happy. If you didn't watch that panel, go watch it. There's a pirate infinite dragon. <laughs> It's very wacky. Well, well, we'll talk about it. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and do this button now. Boom. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you what you what you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Well, as you can tell, this is the BlizzCon line extravaganza because we postponed our normal recording date so we could geek out about BlizzCon line because I was Yay. looking at the date and I was like, I'm really gonna feel bad if we didn't get to talk about it. That's true. Like, seriously, true. we would record it on uh, our normal Tuesday, and we would have been like, you just want to talk about what's going to happen? Why don't we just... Yeah, no, so there you go. We talk, we're talking about it, and I'm excited because I learned about all sorts of stuff that I'm really excited about, and I wish I knew when it was coming out, but that's fine. Take your time, <laughs> In time, in time. Yeah, it will. All right, so let's see. I put some notes in here. Let's see. Oh, yeah, I like this question in here. So this is what we're going to talk about, what we learned. Is Jin right that we're going to be going to the Emerald Dream? I don't know. <laughs> is Loon the Winter Queen's sister? Actually, we didn't know about that yet. Do not, we know yet, what so. the Jailer's end goal is? Absolutely freaking not. They even, they <laughs> they said that explicitly multiple times. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, but anyway, let's find out. So, opening ceremony so I tuned in a little bit late, so I'll have you kick off with the fun little, like, uh, I guess you would say the, like, the community role with all the fun stuff. Because when I tuned in, it was the Blizzard Arcade already rolling, and they were talking about that. Oh, so you missed the intro? I did. Intro I'm going to go watch it again. Oh, because, you have well, to. It's so, so good. So here's what happened. I was tuned in on the Warcraft channel feed, and apparently they only did the opening ceremonies on the uh, the regular oh, Blizzard no! feed. Oh, sad day. Oh. I was looking at the time going, boy, oh, boy, they're real late. What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> and then I saw in parentheses, oh. on Blizzard channel, I was like, oh, shucky darn. So let me, uh, let me flip over. <laughs> Oh, sad. <laughs> yes, the, the and, you know, J. Allen Brack, good old jab, came out and started, you know, schmoozing and talking about 30th anniversary and whatnot and had the intro video queue up which was it was really cool it was a whole bunch of voices and faces from the round community from streamers to esports to people we know like the amazing frasley you heard frasley we saw uh frosty with his gangrey main costume a hottie chicken saw her uh sail hills like some really familiar faces who are fantastic people and seeing them on there's like my people. <laughs> but it was it was really cool because it's one of those things where it was like I mentioned earlier and you missed it, unfortunately, but it I'll was it. people from around the world. You know, so if if they were speaking a language other than English, you know, they had the subtitles. We can all read it, but it was different languages and different cultures and different players and people and type and you know, different passions for different Blizzard games. And just to see it all come together like that was, it was, I got a little, a little watery eyed and it was really good. And again, while we can't be there in person, this helped a little bit to kind of make us feel together for this BlizzCon experience. So it was, it was great. Yeah. 
yeah. I, 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 I really enjoyed where I tuned in because um, here, since this is, you know, it's BlizzCon, we can geek out and get a little nostalgic a little bit because when they started talking about the Blizzard Arcade collection <laughs> coming, um, I never played Rock and Roll Racing and I never played Blackthorn, but um, when I first moved from Illinois to California, one of the first things I did is I met one of the uh, neighbor kids uh, on the, the street that I lived on. And they, they invited me to come in, and we were playing the Lost Vikings on their Super Nintendo. <laughs> so let's just say, as a young eight-year-old Jin, there's a little small part of the Lost Vikings that I very much enjoy. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing that on the Switch. So I will probably be purchasing, purchasing the Blizzard Arcade on the Switch very soon. Right. Like, we... So I, I, I bought one of the BlizzCon line bundles, so I already have it on my battle net. But the thought of being able to have it on our Switch, like sitting on the couch and playing, sounds really nice for these kind of games. I was kind of thinking in 2019 that we'd get this eventually because they actually, you know, displayed this and let people play a bit at BlizzCon. I don't know if you went and checked it out on 2019. Um, no, Over I, there never, in the arcade I, never, area. I, I never actually went down. I, I looked and walked through the arcade area and I thought it was really cool, but I never stopped and played any of the games. Right. I was, yeah, I never, I, n- I never played Lost Vikings back in the day, but it was is fun to check out. I did play rock and roll racing a few times, and my favorite part about that was the music because rock and roll. So, <laughs> oh, I, I, do, I you know, it's just fun. It's I do fun. have one funny story that I gotta say is, yes. I never even knew um, Lost Vikings was a um, a Blizzard title at first, like because w- just so you know, Lost Vikings wasn't created under blizzard entertainment it was created under silicon and synapse yeah and and then (laughs) when i i think i watched a uh, documentary or something like that where they were talking about with uh you know morheim and uh the other two i can't remember off the top of my i see their faces can't remember the name (laughs) sorry guys (laughs) you'll never hear this it's fine there there won't be there won't be sad um And it just when they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, Alan Adham, I think was one of them. And, and he was actually the one who came up with the, the term silicon and synapse because silicon was where, you know, it's like that's what you know microprocessors are made out of. And then right. synapse because, you know, the synapse in your brain firing. And I was like, it's a super nerdy name. I like that. <laughs> right. It's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because I remember I distinctly remember my, you know, like I said, the same neighbor, uh, friends to throw, you know, firing up the Lost Vikings and the Silicon and Synapse coming up on the screen. And, and just when he said that, I was like, oh my God, no, it totally makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> Lost Vikings! Yeah. No, it's, it was awesome. I really like that. So yeah, I, I kind of am looking forward to the little, little silly thing because, you know, when, you know, someone was like, oh my God, I love rock and roll racing back in the day. So I'll probably check that out too. Because I think, yeah, it's just, you get the bundle, you get three games. I booted it up for like five seconds before dinner just because I was like, I have it installed. I just want to kind of push play and see, you know, you open you know, credits and everything and immediately you get bad to the bone. I'm like, oh, yes, I'm I'm feeling this. It's good. <laughs> that's so that's good. awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, right around. Uh, so according to my notes, I don't know, there might have been something else, but according to my notes, because just so you know, my notes are very biased. I only took notes on what I cared about. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the the kind of the next thing that rolled into, we had John Height kind of come up there and start talking about what oh, wow, was coming Hite. up here. 
And I <laughs> I thought it was very funny that, first of all, I have here, uh, hello, John Height. Okay, the covenant thing was awkward. <laughs> I put along, but it should have been alone. Anyway, whatever. But it would have been fun in person. Yeah, because... I don't know, like, I, I would I would have been one of those dorks yelling, Necrolords! Ah! But, <laughs> what do you I love was, about... I was just watching on YouTube, and I was like, Mm-mm, I'm not yelling at him from a Right, chair. no. No, like, I kind of, like, smiled at Night Fae, like, when when they said Venthyr, you know, my, my husband was like, woo, Venthyr. But that's about it. But John Height, in general, I love him. Like, he is... Now, now I say this knowing full well that I would be even more awkward, but... He's so awkward in front of the camera that it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> he is adorable, and I really like this guy. He just seems like he's just down to earth and awkward and one of us, and I really like him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I, I can kind of see why Taliesin likes to make fun of John Height on his, his weekly resets. Yeah. So, yeah, I get it. It's I like fun. the guy. Uh, it's cute. Yeah, he seems like a good dude. So awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awkward that it's cute. Yeah. All right. Well, I I did take a couple notes in there because it felt like there was just a tiny things that he said that actually were a little lore related. So one thing, Sire Denath was, was a traitor to the Pantheon of Death. So in case you didn't know, the Pantheon of Death are the Eternal Ones. Right. The names are synonymous. So there you go. He did kind of. I mean, unless John Hyde is just speaking off the cuff and he was totally wrong, but I think he was right. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the other thing is that he said that the jailer is planning to unmake the universe. So, okay. I don't know what that means. It feels a little void lordy, like just corrupt it all, but whatever. But anyway, that's what he said. Well, unmake the universe. Don't worry. I'm not going to like drone on about that because I don't know what he means by that. That's what he said. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I would like to get into probably the thing we're going to talk about the most here. Yes, please. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Well, and obviously that is the Chains of Domination little trailer they played. You know, before we got going, I thought they were, I thought we were going to get some 9-2 news. I thought we were going to get maybe one of like the fully rendered CGI, blah, blah, blah. But pandemic, okay, I'll give you a pass. Maybe, maybe they just didn't have time. Maybe they couldn't think of a cool story to do. Well, from what I heard from, uh, uh, what, was it Jared in the really setback discord before you got in? We, we were talking about it because someone else that came in, graphics, I think, came into the channel and was talking about how, you know, we didn't get one of the fancy CGI ones. And I think it was Jared that pointed out that, you know, all their CGI equipment stuff to do like the motion capture and everything, like it's all back at back at the office. Right. And it's hard to have access to it to do with the fully rendered, you know, amazing video. So it, it makes sense. But they really have stepped up their game with these cinematics and the facial expressions and stuff that's kind of that happy medium between the two i think yeah so uh there's a little uther moment there that we talk about uh, that definitely was pulling off some really good facial oh gosh so good (laughs) so good so uh (laughs) hey it's fine uh hey taryn and your team just keep stepping up the quality of these cinematics and i'm not gonna rock Right. Just phone it in just do those for the to the for the actual expansion trailers and hey that's fine you don't have to do the BFA thing again. You don't have to. I'd like it. I mean, you could. I'd like they, it. They're but nice. You don't but... have to. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, so let's let's talk about this little trailer thing. Little trailer. Don't worry. I'm going to assume you've already watched it because 
they this a lot this it wouldn't be as fun to just listen to it but don't worry i got a little i got a little clip to put in here it's fine because <laughs> there's one little thing in here that's really important that we're totally going to talk about and you know what i thought it would just be fun to just go through my notes as i totally wrote them as i was like this was like stream of consciousness and then we could talk about it more so yeah. we had the bastion for chatting about how they're not able to save the shadowlands by themselves blah 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 blah, blah. it's like they're like the you know when you have the project in school and you're the only one doing any work it's like i can't do this all my yes own. oh my gosh yeah, that's totally yeah. what it sounds like that they were doing. All right. It does. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, we're the only ones doing anything over here. And Meldrax is over here. So the Primus isn't home, but we're still doing stuff. Come on. Jeez. Okay, never mind. They're not in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I did like that the Archon, and I know uh, the Archon's name is Kirestria. I, I never know how to say her name. I'll just Archon from here on out. Archon, yep. All right. So she was like, man, none of this should have happened. She was like, oh, God, it's ridiculous. Anyway, and then Clea kind of, you know, wings in. And she's like, whoa, yeah. Archon, <laughs> someone here to see you. How you doing? <laughs> and she's like, what are you doing? And she's like, it's a mortal. And she's like, I've seen about a billion mortals already. I don't know. What, like, <laughs> she's like, whoa, not just any mortal. It's a king. And she's like, okay, a king. I mean, why don't why do we care about lineage in the Shadowlands? <laughs> right. And Clea's like, whoa, no, he's a totally good dude. I vouch for him. Come on, Clea. All right. <laughs> We're just gonna say, come on, Clea. Um anyway, so uh the next note I have in here is Anduin is in Bastion. And I put, oh shite. <laughs> Cause yeah, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, as soon as I saw him walking in there, I was like, you know, I'm pretty sure last time we saw Anduin, he was in a pretty compromised position, and whether he yeah. gave in freely or was forced. By the way, he was totally forced. We saw that in this. In this, so just so you know, right? We just don't know if it was forced from Savannah or forced from the jailer. Right, that's true. We don't bah, know that bah, yet. Yeah. So anyway, Anduin is in Bastion, and he's walking along, and Uther was. You know, pulled the, whoa, what's the crazy blonde-haired, you know, king of Stormwind in here? And honestly, judging by the timeline, he definitely really wouldn't know what Anduin looked like, but I don't know. Just, I think the main thing that they were kind of invoking here is I think he really could feel the presence of the Jailer on him. Because, you know, he got stabbed by a weapon of the Maw, as we now know. Frostborn. So he was like, whoa, that's, that's why you see him grab his chest. Yep, exactly. He, he can sense the power of like a Morn blade having happened. And that's yep. why he feels his wound. He's like, well, like Uther PTSD over here. Like, oh, man, this is this is not good. I feel you. <laughs> also, I'm sure he reacted to the whole fact that you are of the Alliance. You might look familiar, but yeah, Morn blade action has happened. Mm hmm. And then I thought it was kind of rude the way the guy behind him just pushed him. Push him. <laughs> oh, no, granted, I, I I have not touched my Bastion alt yet, although I really am eager to now. Um, I'm assuming at this point Uther like is has been captured by them. So uh, they I, seem like they're walking their prisoner. I, I don't played, know all the details. I haven't yet. played through, but I can basically say Uther found out the truth. And he's like, whoa, man, I didn't sign up for that. And that's that's as much spoilers I'm going to give you. That's basically what happened. Okay, okay. It's okay. like, ma, I don't know. I don't want no ma up in here. I just want some freedom of choice. Jeez. And I didn't choose that. <laughs> so that's, Man, that's, I really need to go play that all. 
Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do tonight. <laughs> that is the, that is a level of detail I'll give you. But I, I watched a, a YouTube video that kind of laid it all out, and I was like, oh, I like this story. I'm totally gonna play through it. <laughs> right? Yeah, my paladin. He's waiting. He's he's almost there. He's level sixty. All right. So next thing that we kind of get is Anduin's like, Hey, what's up, Archon? How you doing? And she's like, Oh, hey, you're totally welcome here. And then it's like. Uh, I think she said something along the lines of like, like, how can I help you? <laughs> and she and Anduin gets right to it, you know, quote unquote, Anduin. <laughs> and he's like, you have a key that I need, and that was the trigger warning, basically, for the Archon to basically say, release this soul. And the jailer said, no. <laughs> Just, yeah, it was obviously the jailer in control there. And I like the way that his the tone of his voice even shifted, where it went from like yes, from so Anduin good. to Jailer Reverby a little bit, where it's like no, oh, yep. oh. <laughs> just <laughs> like that. This is my soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, okay, here we go. I like I like my my note here. Uh, you will release this soul from your grasp. He says no, and then things happened, <laughs> and I put wait to f <laughs> right. My, my notes say, I think in all caps, how? What happened? And then I was trying to think of more, like, okay, I need to make more detailed notes so I can, you know, show up to, you know, this episode and do a good job. And then my next line is just like, what is going on? Okay. <laughs> so, I'll break it down to you, and um, don't worry. We'll, we'll, I'm going to jump forward just a, quite a bit. Yeah. To basically say, just so you know, this was it was confirmed during the Warcraft Q&A that the Archon survived this attack. Right. So, the Archon is still alive. She just got stabbed by a Mornblade, so she's like, hey, Uther, now I see why you're feeling pretty bad, because getting stabbed <laughs> by a Mornblade doesn't feel good. <laughs> right. You yeah, they said, St- Steve Denuser said during the Q&A like, that they specifically wanted to show that she's still alive, so they made like made her like hand move a little bit after she was stabbed, just to show like she's... Not dead yet. Honestly, I took that as a, uh, <laughs> and then die. <laughs> right? Like that final, like, you know, movement before you right die. That's what I thought too. But apparently that just meant she was alive still. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, hey, and now we've got to the part of the scene that I'm going to play a little clip for because I don't want to screw this part up because this is important. Okay. This is where we're going to, hey. Remember episode 12, everybody? If you don't, go listen, because we're going to dive in. I got lots of highlights. I got lots of bold in my notes. It's great. So here we go. All right. This is it. The vessel performed its part flawlessly. Three keys remain. Then they will see death was never meant to be changed. All right, so that's the that's the clip. That's what all I wanted to play. Now, Jailer says three keys remain, right? I, I heard that correct, right? I, I did. Yep, yep, okay. yep, it's keys. Yep, yep. All right, so first thing that you noticed is, um, you know that little, little symbol for the Kyrian? Right, looks like kind of like a little teardrop, and then like another teardrop and a teardrop. Right, yep, yep. Anduin kind of just that was the that's what the whole mugging was all about. Because remember, she survived, so it was a mugging, not a murder. <laughs> exactly. 
Okay, so so he uh, stole the sigil from the Kyrian leader, the Archon, and took it back to the, the jailer. So now we know that is a key. And there are th- three keys remain. Now, let's... Now, okay, when did we talk about some keys? <laughs> oh, wait, last episode. Right, the timing of this is lovely. Yeah, good job, Allie, because that was totally your idea to do that episode. And when I was watching this, my brain went... Because I was right. like, oh my God, Allie. Mine too, I was like, are those the, the keys? I think these might be the keys, because the numbers kind of add up. If you Would the fifth key be the maw? I think the fifth key is the Arbiter. Arbiter? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that can make sense. Because during one of the Primus's little blip, 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 that he likes to chat about, uh, <laughs> during his little message that he, sent, that he sent to you and then was also sent to the Winter Queen, basically said that the, Ar- that the Arbiter is the key. Right? So I'm pretty sure the Arbiter's another key. So, that makes sense. Maybe that like ball thing that's floating in her chest is the, her key. Yeah, it could be. And maybe he had it originally, maybe the jailer had it originally, and now she has it. Could be. So he's got that hole in his chest. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Hey, I was, <laughs> I was, was doing the same thing. I was like, five, he only got one, but there's three left. What? And then I was like, wait, Arbiter. He already kind of took out the Arbiter. Oh my gosh. Things are in motion. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. So if, if, if we're referring to, to the old guy whisper here, right? Yep. And or to, you know, Ugonoth Whisper. And the jailer's the one getting the keys. Does this mean the jailer's in league with the void? I have a strong feeling that what's actually happening here is that the void is basically riding the coattails of the jailer. So okay. I think they're just like, hey, five keys to open our way, five torches to light our path, right? So we got the five keys. Boop a boop a boop. Um, and when the jailer breaks out, the void can just be like, Hey, when you're doing all that senior psychopath, like wreck shop kind of stuff, we'll just kind of move in and do some biggity bad. I don't, I don't know. So, I mean, it obviously these are Ilganoth whispers. It's, this doesn't a hundred percent line up. It's just crazy. That yeah. It's like, Hey, you know, when he's like, oh, okay, three keys remain. And then it's like, are the, are the, are the three keys that remaining? The different sigils of the covenant. Now, the other, the other freaking thing that I wanted to bring out is uh, during. Uh, I don't remember exactly when it was. I think it was during. Uh, I think it was Jeremy Fiesel that was talking about in one of the deep dives that we can, we can talk about a little bit more. Is they were talking about how the eye of the jailer. They're like, oh, remember that thing that Bonsamdi and Wazala oh was talking God. about, and you know, if you're a warrior and you were doing the whole Odin campaign. The Eye of the Jailer may be something that you've heard about before. Hmm, you know, I freaked out. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Is this saying what I think it's saying? Yeah, and apparently we will be finding out more in the next raid, which we can totally talk about as we get down there. Yeah, it's going to be great. I, I don't know, because seriously, the Lord of, if the Lord of Ravens will turn the key, does it have to do it? Because... I just basically say, if I'm right, the Lord of Ravens is Odin. We might know more about this soon because they explicitly mentioned that the eye of the jailer has something to do with Odin's eye. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense that the jailer could use that to potentially see what's going on and what we're doing and how we're messing things up and whatnot. And um, 
yeah, when when he said that, my brain just like exploded a bit, and I was I was I was really excited. <laughs> yeah, and I think this honestly, <laughs> this actually kind of ties into you know last episode when I was freaking out about keys versus lanterns, and I was like, I don't know, right? Where it says five lanterns now darkened. I mean, you could kind of think that I. But genuinely, I, I could see that the the Archon, the Winter Queen, the the like all of the 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 Pantheon of Death, basically the Eternal Ones. Yeah, you could easily you could make a pretty good you know case that those are the lanterns that Ilganoth was talking about. So are you they could all, now, yeah. Are they going to be darkened? Because two of them kind of are now. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you if you consider what. Death Knight, Anduin, whatever we're calling him right now. Jailer Anduin, whatever. We need a good nickname <laughs> for him. Um, but <laughs> Anduin, who is a vessel of the Jailers right now, um, killing the Ark, not killing, not killing, <laughs> stabbing and <laughs> robbing the Archon. Yep. Um, the Archon could probably be considered darkened now because there, I imagine there has to be consequences from an Eternal One getting stabbed by a Mornblade. Yeah, so uh, about the Mornblade, thought I would bring this up, and I think that uh, I I like the real name a whole lot more than Shalomorn. The, uh, no, no, no. The real name of the Mornblade is Kingsmorn. So that is I like Shalomorn better. <laughs> I like Kingsmorn better because it's like King <laughs> Yeah, that's actually the name of the video. Um, if you were to look it up now, it's it's the the name of the video is called Kingsmorn. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fine. It's not Shalomorn. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, Shalomorn is kind of cool. I will give you that. But uh, the actual name of the blade is Kingsmorn. Yeah, because I, I heard uh, Steve mention that during the, I think it was the Q&A. He was like, yeah, Kingsmorn. And I was like, oh, it has a real name now. Okay. I like that. That's right. They did mention that. Now I'm wondering, the little crystal that the jailer took out, and then had shoved mm-hmm. into it. Could that potentially be a part of variant? I'm, I'm not saying it can't be. Could be. I don't. I don't know what's in there. I mean, it's part of why it's Kingsmorn. Like whatever got shoved into there. <laughs> whatever that <laughs> wow, little crystal that's is. Messed up. <laughs> <laughs> like that was that was my first thought just now. I I don't know. There could be something to that. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, and and then just anyways. Little, anyway, so just a little bit more on this, and what really had me, I think, kind of cemented the fact that yeah, Anduin is totally still there, is because there is a point where, when Anduin you know s- stabs the, the Archon, um, his eyes go back to not the creepy Death Knight blue, but the regular blue, and he's like, "Holy crap! What did I just do?" Uh, and then like, it's like his armor glitch or something like that. And then it like restarts. It's like, okay, no, no, the automaton is back. (laughs) So it, it was just so well portrayed that moment of clarity for him and see him kind of fight it a little bit, but very much in vain. And it was just, ah, it was so well done. So well. Yeah. And it's, uh, it was, I don't know. So that's pretty much the entire thing now. But before we we wrap up, I did watch this a couple more times other than just the two times they showed it during BlizzCon. 
Um, did you notice that there was like a creepy island with chains, you know, attached to it off in the distance at the very yep, yep. end? <laughs> that's that's the new one we're getting, Carissa? Yeah, I, I had a feeling that I was thinking the same thing after. Yes, after Cor- sorry, Corthia, Corthia. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about that when we get to that panel of yes. crab deep dive. All right. So yeah, I freaked out. So that was my big moment of. He kept talking about the keys, and it totally made me go. Oh, that's with her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's good to know we're on the same page. Yeah. I got so giddy about that. I was yeah. like, are those the keys? <laughs> I'm oh glad gosh. to know that I wasn't the only one that was freaking out about nope. keys. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. Because <laughs> I freaked out a little bit about it. It was like, there are three keys that remain. And I was like doing counting on my hands. I was like, okay, well, if you had the air card, then remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Carry the one. <laughs> it's like I'm doing the Jane Cobb math. You get nothing. You carry the nothing. <laughs> divided by nothing. <laughs> got a powerful need to eat. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm just it, I'm just saying, if this is like a spoiler to you, it shouldn't be, because go watch it. Wow. Mm, it was it was an amazing video. Um, I'm still trying to totally wrap my head around exactly everything that happened because I mean I don't know I guess basically my main takeaway now is when the jailer played it off and it's like okay because one of the things that uh, Steve actually talked about during the Q&A too is that one of the main things that they need why they needed Anduin is they needed someone that would be trusted they needed someone that would be able to right. walk into Bastion and they'd let him in, right? <laughs> they'd be like, oh, yeah, totally give him to the audience, the Archon. And I think I think what I, what, what got me there is it's like, okay, well, okay, that, then that trick only works once. What are you going to do about the other ones? <laughs> and I guess we'll find out in patch 9.1 or 2 or 3. Yes. <laughs> But other than that, I mean, it's, uh, you got anything else that you want to add to the to the video? Any, anything else fun stuff? I think that's pretty much it. I I'm I'm really curious about Uther's the the double take he did with Anduin, because yeah. on one hand, yeah, yes, yeah, like he sensed I, I you know I do believe he sensed you know a Morn blade, but he almost had this look of of worry of concern on his face when he did his little double take, mm-hmm. and I just I'm. I want to I want to hear Anduin actually voice his thoughts about seeing the the, the boy king, whether he knows it's Anduin or not. I just I, I want I want to hear Uther's reaction too. Yes, I would love to, I would love to hear what Uther's reaction all this is. And um we'll, I, we'll totally get into this more later, but I, I think it's I, I think I'm I'm very happy about uh, something they talked about in a, a separate interview, which you may or may not have heard, and I can uh, Blow your mind with this news if you haven't heard it. Anyway, so continuing on with the uh, panel as a whole, the next thing we learned about is, hey, you know, Warcraft Classic, you want to play some Burning Crusade? Ba-bow, you guys in BC. You excited, you excited about BC? Because I know that's right around the time you started playing. So, uh, hey, podcaster with not much time, you going to play BC? <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, I'm going to do this whole, yay, BC, I want to go play and relive my nostalgia from when I first started 
you know, just a few months into BC. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to happen. Yeah. Maybe someday, when, whenever, you know, down the road, whenever I magically get some time back, maybe. So what you're saying is like, hey, this is why I jokingly said in the Discord, I was like, hey, maybe I'll get to play in 2022. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> right? 22, 23. I don't know. I just learned about 18 new bosses over the weekend that I'm going to cover at some point. So it's going to be a while. You're like, um, <laughs> 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 so much <laughs> But no, seriously, I, I'm really glad they did this. I'm not surprised at all. Everything was leading up to it. Yeah. And so, it's, I'm glad it's there. Me too. And I really like the way that they talked about it. And we can go into this a little bit is that you basically will get the chance to every single time on pre-patch day that you basically launch up a character, you're going to get the chance of you want to stay in classic. You want to go to BC, right? Yep. And if you're like me who only plays one character, I guess there's a paid service where you can say, I want both. Yep. <laughs> so I think, I think they, th- in my opinion, I think they threaded that needle pretty well because it means you get to choose, you know, classic is still going to be a thing. Like, you know, if you want to just stay in vanilla, vanilla forever, you know, vanilla is your jam. That's cool. If you want to do that, if you think flying ruined the world, hey, stay in vanilla. Um, but if you uh, are a big fan of BC, like so many people were, because that's when like, you know, class balance actually started to be a thing. They were more than just <laughs> warrior tanks, things along those lines. Uh, hey, go play some BC. Uh, and and honestly, I'm glad it's there. And I and I guess the one question that I have for you, Allie, is are you in the same boat as me in thinking that Wrath is probably going to be the last classic server they do? Yes, and honestly, if... When? I'm going to say when. I'm pretty sure it's where they're going. When that comes out... I will be highly tempted to play that more so than BC or classic because yep. wrath is still high on my list of expansions. I love and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's where they're going and it makes the most sense to stop there Yeah, because we already have the cataclysm era of mm-hmm. yeah. zones and whatnot. So uh, yeah, there's I, I no tot- point for that. I totally agree is that that's the last expansion where it felt like it wasn't wow 2.0 anymore. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, because honestly, Cataclysm in in many ways felt like Warcraft too, because yeah, they remade the I original that. world. Yeah. They they did it. They redid a whole lot of stuff. Some people were happy. Some people were upset. But um, hey, I'm I love I loved me some Wrath. So if they do a Wrath server, let's just say let's just hope Morley Gray is wrapped up by then, because maybe I'd like to play. <laughs> Dungeon Fables might it's going go bi-weekly, um, you know. Hey. <laughs> the temptation is there. I will be Wrath is a very popular expansion. <laughs> That's when they reach the 12 million height. I just, right. Oh. Yeah, so anyway. Um, I, uh, the next thing I have on my notes here is Hearthstone, and I put, meh. <laughs> I haven't played Hearthstone in a long time. Do you, do you still play Hearthstone? At least Battlegrounds, maybe? So, Battlegrounds. Um, I play a decent amount of Battlegrounds. My husband plays a lot. But what we've been doing lately on, you know, Saturday, Sunday morning, you know, we sit on the couch and eat our breakfast and have our coffee and cuddle with the dogs. And then after we watch whatever show we're watching, we'll usually break out Hearthstone because you could do backgrounds with each other now. So we'll both be on our phones on backgrounds in a group, like getting in the same, you know, background and having a good time for a couple rounds. You can now. It's great. (laughs) You and I can even party up and do backgrounds. It'd be great. But um, 
I, I really enjoy backgrounds. I like the art of Hearthstone. I like the sound clips and whatnot. And to see familiar Warcraft players and characters and, you know, other ones they've created and whatnot. But I can't keep up with the game proper and what cards are good and which ones are bad and whatever right. to really... I mean, I played I played it in beta and I dabbled in the original version of it, but that was that was about it until Battlegrounds came out. I did a couple dungeon runs here and there and a couple like the solo ones. Yes. Speaking of you saying you played in beta. Yeah. I, I don't know if yeah. you heard that they yeah. said that, hey, in case I, you're I curious, you're going to get yourself a classic Hearthstone. Right. And it actually piqued my interest because I think, yeah, I, I played in beta and I think the highest rank I made it was in like, like the first or second month of the game, I made it up into like the single digits. I've, I've never actually made it into legendary. And you're pro. Look at you. I think I made it into. <laughs> I, oh God, I want to say it was like three, like rank three. And wow. It was. I was playing a. Honestly, if I, if I played a faster deck, I may have actually made legendary. But the only deck I ever had any um, any luck with, and of course, I will just say, it was a warrior deck. <laughs> it was a control. That was a, the warrior deck was pretty good. I played with that a little bit. Back yeah, then. it was the control warrior deck with. It was. I think it was like the most expensive deck that you could play because it had like like a, a billion legendaries that you needed right. to play it. But it was very good. But it was very slow. God, it was so slow. Like every single every single match was like 25, 30 minutes. So I, just, I think I just ran out the clock before I made it to legend. <laughs> and then I just was like, this is too much. I can't do this. Yeah. I don't know. It's exciting, though. I, I do like the, the classic version because classic honestly was my probably my it's I guess it's where I'm like, you yeah, know, this is my favorite time of Hearthstone. And I, I kind of understand where the classic Warcraft players are now. Where I'm like, Vanilla is the best. Yeah. There's similarities for sure. Yeah, I and they they did eventually in their Hearthstone panel talk about some Battlegrounds updates, but none of them were major enough to be for me to be like, oh my god. But either way, Battlegrounds, I I really do enjoy Battlegrounds. All right, well, let's jump into some Diablo. How about we do that? Because yeah. I was excited for some Diablo. Uh, I don't know exactly when Diablo Four is going to come out, and I don't think anybody does. That's okay, but. That Rogue Class trailer. Looks so good. (laughs) Now, I did promise a little story before we got into Diablo. Yes. Um, So let's start with the Diablo 1. Um, So the Diablo 1 story is when I was about 12 years old, I went to go visit my brother in Texas because he was working at a place a it's it's like a missionary thing. So he's he's still there. He's, he's, he actually lives in uh, multiple countries and he's gone all over the world uh, spreading the good news. And anyway, and what's so funny about that, and this is why it's funny, is remember, keep in mind, missionary. <laughs> okay, this is why it's funny. <laughs> it's, Not your to, awkward pause. <laughs> no, I get to his house and one of his friends, his friend his name is Aaron, he comes running in like, ah! He's super excited. I'd never met this guy before. And he's like, I got to show you this game. And the game is literally Diablo. Remember, missionaries. (laughs) 
<laughs> he's showing me the game Diablo 1 going into the depths of hell to battle Diablo. <laughs> well, of course they wouldn't battle the devil. It makes sense. And, okay, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> they can justify it. <laughs> anyway, so I, I played all the classes. I admit, eventually awesome. I settled in on the, I think they called it the warrior in the game. May have been the fighter, uh, but I think it was. I think back then it was a warrior. Anyway, I just I, I love. I, honestly, it's one of those. Yeah, sometimes some memories just kind of really stick with you. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's one of them. I just I literally remember him running out to the car like. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this was the same trip that I visited my brother, where my sister told me, "Jared, you stink. Take a shower," because <laughs> oh. I was playing Diablo. <laughs> And 12, you know, they're disgusting. Yeah, you know, that happens. Those ki- kids at that age are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They're terrible. Um, anyway, uh, and then Diablo 2 resurrected. Holy crap. I'm excited about this, too, because I just had to double check. Um, Diablo 2 came out in the year 2000. It was like June 2000. Um, and... <laughs> And fun fact, this was the same month and year that I met my now wife. <laughs> oh, look at that. Yeah. Um, and the only reason I probably got to play as much as I did is just because of, you know, weird logistic things. We kind of lived a, a decent uh, drive away from each other. And, you know, I didn't have a license at the time yet. So uh, that summer, rather than spent uh, at her house, it was spent in front of the computer playing down the two. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, so it was really funny is one of my best friends growing up, uh, he actually lives in Georgia now. Hey, how you doing? Um, he lives in Georgia now and, um, th- he originally was from Hawaii. And so his family had, uh, had like contacts and friends still living in Hawaii. So they're like, Hey, if you can afford the plane ticket, we're going to be house sitting. You don't need to pay for a hotel. You don't need it. So basically the, and when I went to Hawaii, I didn't have to pay for anything other than the ticket to get there. So that was awesome. Well, yeah. we, were, we were wandering around a mall and I saw at a EB Games, you know. <laughs> Good old EB Games. EB Games, right. E- oh my. Electronic Boutique, right. Uh, a big freaking display for Diablo 2. And I'm like, I'm playing that when I get home. And boy, <laughs> boy did I. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. And I think what had me so excited about that Rogue class trailer is my favorite class in Diablo 2 was the Assassin. Um, mm-hmm. I did like the Rogue in the first one, but man, was that Assassin awesome. I friggin' loved it. So if they can kind of combine the two classes for Diablo 4, oh, I'm going to be so happy. Yeah, I know my husband's super excited at BlizzCon 2019 when they announced the Druid class. Mm-hmm. And then he saw this rogue class in the gameplay for it today or yesterday, yesterday. And he who he's like, I don't know which one I want to play now. <laughs> Why not both? It, it, it looks really good. Like I, I was already on board to get Diablo 4 and definitely play it. But after seeing the rogue one, I'm like, oh, I need it. <laughs> yeah, I love I loved that trailer. It was just like, what's up, father? It's confession time. <laughs> I'm a murderer. I stab people in the sleep. Slaying so out those ears. <laughs> is, uh, yeah, is uh, Zacharum going to forgive me for that? 
how about that now? <laughs> I'm just like, this is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> oh, yes. Diablo 4 and Diablo 2 Resurrected. They both look yeah, great. Yeah. I'm excited for both of them. Oh, oh, and uh, in case you didn't watch this and you weren't paying attention, by the way, you can totally play Diablo 2 Resurrected on the Switch and the PC, and you get cross-platform progression. Which right, which blew my mind. mind. Blo- right, me, like, and that made me wonder... Is this going to be the future of other Blizzard games? Oh, oh. And they're going to redo the cinematics, too. <laughs> yes. Which also blew my mind because I was like, ah! Yeah, and they showed a little bit of the differences, and it, it looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the gameplay and everything like that, they're they're trying to... I, I feel like they're just trying to freshen it up, make it work for all the, the modern look, but still keep the spirit of the original game. Um... But the fact that they were going to freshen up the trailers and like the cinematics, I don't, I don't. Right? Even, have you even seen the cinematics for Diablo? I've 2? seen some of them. Yeah. Oh my god, they're like they honestly they still hold up. Like they're they really do. good. Yeah. Especially my favorite one, just oh my gosh, just it's freaking phenomenal. If you have not seen the intro to the Lord of Destruction uh, expansion pack where Marius is in an insane asylum and freaking uh, who he thinks is Tyrael comes to visit him and basically saying like, "Come, hey, just let me know what happened. Let me know what happened and everything like that. And then after, <laughs> you know, there's a point where it's just it's just nuts. Like the, the whole thing where, because I, I think what actually happens is I don't remember the the, the the structure of it, but basically, he thinks Tyrael comes to visit him, but in reality, it's Bale that comes to visit him. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just, uh, it, I think it was the first time that Blizzard ever made me go, What? <laughs> I, I was freaking out. <laughs> the first of many. Yeah. yeah, I have not seen this, but I feel like I need to. Yeah, it, you should just watch all of the Diablo 2 um, cinematics. And just Probably, yeah. Only, only so you can appreciate them when they get remade for the resurrection. There you go. Yeah. Because there's a point where I mean, uh, I just I'm, this is not the Diablo two podcast, everybody. <laughs> but I'm gonna gush just for a little bit because I freaking love I this game. Be Chen's next show. <laughs> Twenty years too late, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming back. It's not too late. And well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just love the fact that. <laughs> In the cinematic, Marius basically has Bale's soul stone still with him, and he's like, take it, take it, look what it did to me. He's he's in an insane asylum, and it's just like, oh, my God, so good. Seriously, check it out. If you haven't seen these, (laughs) dear listeners, or Allie, go watch them. They're so good. Yeah, apparently. So good. Oh, and then there was a Metallica concert. Moving on. (laughs) It was pretty good. I like it. It actually was. I was was impressed um, just by the... Just the overall quality of it. I mean, I don't know if this, I, I'm assuming it was pre-recorded. I don't think it was live. Um, it yeah, was, it's got to be pre-recorded. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was good. I was, yeah. I, I, I liked it. I actually was there at 2014. So that was my main takeaway. Jealous. My main takeaway was that was, oh my God, that was 2014. Oh my gosh. That was, wow. Okay. That was seven years ago. Mm, I didn't, I thought that was like two years ago that I saw Metallica at BlizzCon. Time moves differently during the pandemic era. Time moves differently in the Shadowlands, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, so uh, I think the next main panel that actually kind of yeah, has anything to do with what we may be talking about was just kind of the War World of Warcraft Classic. They were just kind of, hey, it's World of Warcraft Classic. There wasn't a ton of information that we got out of that, but um, yeah, I I think that they were they were really kind of trying to explain that, look, every single time you log into a character that you've created from Classic, it's going to ask you, do you want to be in BC era or do you want to be in Classic era? And if you do, and if you choose BC, it's going to move you to a BC kind of server. And if you choose Classic, it's going to you're going to stick over there and. So that was my main thing. Um, but I think I think they actually did say that you will need to have a classic, like a classic vanilla client installed and a BC client yes. installed if you are going to be playing uh, both. They, they did also say that you can purchase a level 58 boost. Right. Yeah. But you can only do one per account. That was the big like stipulation, like only one per account. And they explained that, you know... Time is an issue these days. And to me, it makes sense because... Do a warrior, everybody. That's the hardest one to level. <laughs> oh, gosh. I tried for a bit in Classic. I'm like, nope. Um, <laughs> but the, the average age of the player base is... We're all getting older. <laughs> we adult more than we did back in the day. And time so money, time, friend. Right, exactly. Time's <laughs> an issue. So it makes sense that they are offering this. Because, for example, for me, I may not want to keep playing Classic but I might be excited for Burning Crusade. So to have the option to buy one boost is yep. really nice. But there's a lot of classic players who are upset about it, which I, I understand their frustration. Um, but I think this is nice that they're I think, I think I think one per account is a good compromise. I think, yeah, one. I, I wouldn't want more. I think, but I think one is a good, yeah, compromise. Yeah, because I I, I I do have a friend uh, that I work with, um, that basically was saying that, yeah, there is a certain point in your life where you realize that your time is not worth that amount of money. Like, like or, or that yeah. amount of money is totally worth that amount of time. Uh, and as the older you get, you realize that, oh, I would so much rather spend $60 than yeah. spend that amount of time. I don't care. <laughs> like, my my time is worth way more yeah. than 60 bucks. <laughs> so, and I, as I've, you know, you know, eat, you know, reaching up a little closer to 40. I'm not there yet, but I just, I'm, I'm starting We're to feel that. We're almost there. Yeah. I'm starting to feel it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I may actually get myself a boost, honestly, because BC is fun. Classic, classic. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to depend. They didn't talk about any price points. So for me, I think it's going to depend on how much it costs versus how much time I logically know I'm going to be able to spend on it. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Okay, you want to jump into the World of Warcraft deep dive? Why, yes. Yes, I the do. Infinite Dragon Pirates. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> okay, so uh, I did have a note in here previously that um, uh, and I deleted it, but I'm just going to say it anyways. Uh, I felt like Ian was having that COVID cut a little he bit. He looked so, but like even his face, the coloring of his face, like, his face. <laughs> the poor guy looked sick. Like, he, tired. Cut, like he just looked tired. Like, he, well, he looked really tired, but he looked like this like yellowish pale a little bit. That and it didn't have, help the lights were like red. Yeah, like, it, it may, just may have been it, the weird it, lighting. Yeah. yeah, like he just the poor guy looked sick, and I really felt bad for him. I'm like, are you are you okay, Ian? You're right, Ian. Do we need to send help? Like, are you please take care of yourself? <laughs> okay, yeah. please. Well, 
Ian was just kind of, he was like kind of like the intro to it because the the main focus was actually Jeremy Fiesel. Good old Jeremy Fiesel. He's a game designer, by the way, if you didn't know his title. Anyway, so he's going to be bringing the news about what's next. So the champions of Azrael have stepped in the Shadowlands to join the Covenants and deal with some of the immediate problems in the four zones. Blah, 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 blah. We even do it with Sire Denathrius. Blah, 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 blah. See, that was 9-0. We get it. All right. Now, here is the first time that I totally took the note. The Jailer's plans are still unknown. Thanks, guys, for, you know, reiterating the... Obvious at this point. I appreciate that. <laughs> Super informative. Yeah, because the Chains of Domination patch is going to be centered around the Jailer and his allies. Totally makes sense that you named the the, the patch Chains of Domination, and it's centered around the Jailer. All right then. Yeah. All right. So, as we can tell, Anduin, it's it's he's not doing this under his free will. So you know, remember that little chat that he was having. Sylvanas lost. You know. She did not win that debate club. This was by force. <laughs> okay, so uh, if Anduin is ever going to be a boss, just uh, expect to beat him, beat the corruption out of him, and then he will probably still be alive. Uh, because remember, remember that uh, uh, that comic from Legion? He's got 70 years of plot armor, right? But then again, he's got white hair now, so maybe it's only like 10 years of plot armor. He just needs to grow oh, a beard. And- we know Blizzard, you know, knows how to retcon things. Yeah. So, or, you know, make a rope out of it. They're so like, who that knows, was right? An alternate universe, Anduin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway, as we know, Anduin's going to go through some stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, he just <laughs> mugged an Archon, didn't quite kill him. But, you know. Which, which, uh, so the funny thing was, is um, there was actually a, a, a weird video. That happened. Um, that I don't know if you saw this one, Allie. There was a there was a YouTube video where I think it's a warlock thing where they can summon a doom lord and blah blah blah. And eventually, once the the doom guard or the yeah, the big friggin' demon, eventually it'll just randomly start attacking people once the warlock has lost control of it. Right. Right. Well, it just so happened in the spires of ascension, the crazy freaking demons started attacking the Archon. And it was just, it was like a 20 minute video of them just going, let's see what happens. <laughs> I have not seen this. Well, anyway, in the, in the video, what basically happened is when the Archon died, Bastion basically died. So I think that is why Steve huh. specifically said, hey, guys, Archon's still alive. And it may actually be, hey, remember the fact that the Rune Carver may or may not be the Primus? That may be why the, the Primus is still alive, because Maldraxxus may just cease to be. Because remember, Sergeant I am Revendreth. I don't think they're lying. I think right. they, I think if the Archon were to actually die, Bastion would just be no more. Because I, I, I think it that, could be. I don't know. It was it was very weird. It's, you should totally check out that YouTube video of it was just like a it was like a mythic or something like that. Where at the end of the of um, uh, Spires of Ascension, the <laughs> the demon just over there going, "Take this Archon," <laughs> and then eventually the Archon died, and literally everything died, including the players. Like they were just like everyone died, and they're like, "What the heck just happened?" So. <laughs> 
makes sense that the Archons still alive. I need I need to see this. I'll, I'll look yeah. it up later. All right. So anyway, I did like the fact that uh, he is he was very visibly shaken. Yes. Because uh, you just say they they played the trailer again. That's why I'm talking about it. <laughs> it was good to see it again. I'm glad they played it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I took more notes. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I also put in here in the notes is when his eyes went back to the whole Death Knight blue, he was totally under the jailer's complete control again. Yep. Uh, and <laughs> and as you so the next part in my notes, you can probably tell how uh, happy I am with this. We're going back to the ma. Oh boy, woohoo! Yeah. So, I'm one of those people that likes the ma. I so I don't go there. I I avoid it like the plague. I freaking hate that place so much. I, I get like I definitely get why some don't like it, and it's not like I do every day. I do it maybe once a week, twice if I you know have more time somehow. And for me, it's more. It, it feels like a challenge. I have to be a little bit smarter about what I kill, when I kill it, where I go, and that kind of thing. Which and there's there's a bit of camaraderie between other players. You know, when when I get chained, someone helps me break out my chains. I see someone getting lifted up by you know Moss or not, you know, helping them shoot that down. Like right. that's kind of nice too. So there's definitely I see and understand people's frustration with it, but I still like it. Yeah. I don't think it's weird that you like it. Like, I know Jared from merely a setback is like, the Mars, the best zone ever. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's cool, dude. It's fine. I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm, I'm perfect. I am actually happy that you're happy. I just don't get a lot of joy there. You know, if, I get uh, it. I mean, it's it, hell. You're not supposed to like hell, right? I'm just saying if Marie Kondo <laughs> was here, we would have tossed the Ma out. <laughs> did not spark joy. <laughs> right. Yeah. So <laughs> bye bye, Ma. OK, but we're going back. So I'm just saying maybe Corthea will be a little bit better. Maybe Corthea. Will well, be- they were saying in the do do do. It was one of the interviews that Wowhead was posted. I forget which interview specifically, mm-hmm. but they were talking about how. In the Maw, because they're going to start bringing in the Covenants to the Maw. And the Covenants are going to work together to push back oh, against the Jailer yes, and the Maw and everything. Yes. And um, they also mentioned they're going to be bringing new content. Mm-hmm. And like more like variety of quests to the Maw. To try to make it so more people do enjoy it a little more. So yeah. maybe maybe your view of the Maw will change eventually. Um, honestly, so so speaking of that, and, I, and this may be the same interview that I read as well, um, what had me the most excited is the fact that at some point they mentioned, and I think it's the Wowhead one or something like that, but anyway, they said that, oh, by the way, since the Covenants will be coming together, you on a single character will be able to actually do all of the Covenant storylines from 9-1. Yes. You can actually go and, like, if you're if you are a Necrolord, you can go and help out, you know, Bastion. You can go and help out the Venthyr. And I was like, okay. So then my alts are going to be 9-0 alts. Thanks for that. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, and the other thing, too, that's going to make the, the Maw better is um, exact quote from this interview. We'll learn, when talking about the Eye of the Jailer, We'll learn to poke it out <laughs> and cleanse the eye off ourselves. So that tells me eventually the eye is no longer being an issue. So I think that's also going to help with people's enjoyment of the Maw. So I, it's I, it's going to get better, people. Just hang in there. If you don't like it, just hang in there. Is, I'm just saying this sounds just a little bit out. like those like 
2010 PSAs from it gets better, everybody. <laughs> it does. The mall gets better. It's like this anti-bullying <laughs> campaign. It's like crap. It gets better. <laughs> it does get better, though. It does. It does. Honestly, I, people 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 think back of Legion with rose-colored glasses a little bit because I remember grinding. You know, artifact power. Oh, thinking, that grind. This sucks. <laughs> that, that grind was a bit rough, yeah. Yeah, especially because it was like, not only is this expansion not alt-friendly, it's not other spec-friendly. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was the worst. And I went back and forth. So on Legion, I was being an idiot because I was trying to be nice. Whereas going, half my time was maining my blood decay for when my guild needed a tank. The other half of my time was also maining my holy priest when we need heals. But when I was out questing, I needed to go shadow. That was a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, if you think, if you think that this game is not alt friendly, I'm just saying that it gets better, everyone. <laughs> Every expansion. It gets better. <laughs> I'm actually playing alts this expansion. Just so you you know. were, I'm actually shocked how many alts you're playing, by the way. That's I, awesome. I have three alts. I have a paladin, a hunter, wow. and a demon hunter. The demon hunter is actually 53 already. Well done. And the, the paladin and the, and the hunter are already level 60. Look at that. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. All right, so <laughs> blah, 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 blah. All right, so they said that we're going to be going to be going to the mall, but don't worry, it's not the mall as we know it because we're going to be going to Corthia, an ancient space that was lost at the in between. Which I was like, oh, hey, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was like, ooh, really now? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I like the sounds of this. Please tell me more, Jeremy. And then he didn't tell me more. And then I realized uh, he couldn't hear me because it was pre-recorded. And I was like, true. Oh, that's okay. True. Thanks for telling me anyways, Jeremy. I appreciate it. All right. Okay. Let, you you want to jump into the Sanctum of Domination a little bit? Well, I do want to mention something about Corthia. Okay. And it came from one of those extra interviews. All right. Let's, th- let's talk about Corthia. Then we're going to talk about Sanctum of Domination afterwards. Yes. Because we're definitely going to talk about that. Um, so one of the other interviews, the jailer, like we, we saw at the end of the cinematic, like jailer's got the chains to that landmass. He actually pulled it in from the in-between where it was lost. It's inhabited by the ancient caretakers of the Shadowlands and contains ancient seeker, se- seekers, ancient secrets that get to the underpinnings of how the Shadowlands works and who the first ones are. <gasps> yeah, I actually had this in my notes too. It will have yes, more information on the first ones. Bah, bah, bah. Holy crap, I'm excited about that. So <laughs> excited. It does sound so based off of that interview, it sounds like it might be similar to how Megagon worked. Mm. Possibly. At least with like when it comes to like the world quests or dailies and whatnot. Um So there's gonna be one daily or one world quest and a bunch of dailies, is it? Because that's what Megagon worked. <laughs> Honestly, if it gives us story and more info on the first ones, I don't care how it works. <laughs> I'm so excited. If it gives very, me, it very gives intrigued. me just the tiniest tidbit other than, hmm, it's a thing of the first ones as acting to a mortal. If it gives me anything more on who the <laughs> right. first ones are other than just that I one need line. I to know things. 
just so you know, everybody, you probably, if you listen to the show, you listen to other lore podcasts, okay? Just, just, I just want to reiterate, we've all been freaking out about this first ones thing. It's been one line. We've had one line from the jailer so far. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And we all just went like, (laughs) just like that. Just like that. Uh, It's actually probably a little bit more screaming, honestly. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, the Sanctum of Domination. It's a raid. Yes, please. It's a raid. It is. It's a 10 boss raid. That's what Allie calls job security. (laughs) That's at least two or three episodes. (laughs) (laughs) I know. If it's so much travel time to see, it's just going to be four episodes. So, Honestly, so, okay. (laughs) I just, I actually had a question for you. What? So when you catch up to real to real time. Oh, dear Lord, you like, asked me this question. Just like, the, and I'm not saying like you've caught up and you're done all the episodes. <laughs> I know the answer to that. I'm right there with you. I'm talking about when it's current content. <laughs> I'm saying, are you going to have a whole bunch of people on your episodes because you need like lots of people to do the dungeons with you? Because that would be I, fun. You could sign I me not up. Actually can, so all I'll my questions have been, what are you going to do for after? And I'm, and I'm like, I don't know. I know but what after like, is. <laughs> After is when I take a break, probably. Exactly. Um, after is when Dungeon Fables become seasonal, probably. Um, I haven't actually considered what's going to happen when I go to current content. Because it's going to happen eventually. I'll tank for you. In, you know, 2023. It's fine. I'll just have to, I'll have to recruit, like, some some friends. It'll be Dungeon Fables and friends. And <laughs> it's like Spider-Man be, and his amazing friends. <laughs> it'll be DFF. And it'll be great. <laughs> Sounds good. DFF with the BFFs. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> honestly, the dungeons not a big deal. It's the raids that it's just going to be. It's going to be a lot of chatter. I'm going to have to teach you how to turn Discord off, and you're like, "Hey, we're on a boss right now, everybody." Just <laughs> <laughs> because if it's my my the, the why people is this I'm raiding with three now three hours long? It's like, it takes to do ten bosses when it's current content. Yeah, the the people I'm raiding with now, I adore them, and they mean a lot to me, but. That would not be a clean episode. <laughs> That's what I said. You got to be able to turn Discord off from your recording. I'll tell you how. Do the voice paper. Right. <laughs> anyway, Sanctum and Domination. It's a 10-man raid. It's 10-man oh, I'm so excited about it. Oh, and this is when they said that I, the Jailer, may actually, strangely enough, may actually be one of the bosses. Is kind of what I Apparently. Gather. Yeah. That's when we, I think, I'm guessing, because... It, it talked about stabbing the eye of the jailer, so I'm guessing it's going to be a boss, and after that, that's how we earn the ability to not have it watching mm. us anymore in the mall. Maybe. Anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna face Mr. T, as I call him. Mr. T, the tar- Tartar group, or whatever. Oh, I call him Mr. Right. T. Okay, we know four bosses then. Yeah, well, yeah. three and a half. Okay, so one of them is going to be the Terror group. One of them mm-hmm. is. Possibly the uh, Eye of the Jailer. And then if you don't want Something spoilers and you plug your ears for this part, I'm going to play this. I don't, I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. Okay. Uh, Kel'Thuzad is going to be one yeah. of the bosses. And here's actually where the real sounder was played. Sylvanas is going to be the final yeah. boss of this raid. And now, apparently it's going to be a really epic fight. Yes. According to the Q&A. It, yes. They said this is going to change the story of Azeroth as like, it's going to be like this. 
if you're looking for the swerve, here's the swerve. Like, this is, this is what I'm kind of thinking. Yeah, it could be. So, yeah. my question is, Sylvanas, is she going to die? Yeah, your name. Because I'll, I'll just tell you, I'm thinking nay. I'm thinking nay. You're thinking nay? I've gone back and forth, honestly. I don't know what I think yet. I keep thinking she's not going to die. <laughs> and she's going to get some awkward redemption that's not really a redemption. Well, I mean, most of the redemptions are awkward redemptions. I mean, Illidan got a redemption. It's still kind of awkward. It's like, you it still did so terrible awkward. things, dude. <laughs> I know. feel like she, I think she'll die. But something with her death will be helpful to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. So that might think, change. But as of now. <laughs> I, 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 at this point, I don't know. I'm just, you know, <laughs> right. I'm guessing. And my guess is she is going to not die. And then she's probably going to honestly nine, two, nine, three, if we get a nine, three because of pandemic. Uh, but I'm thinking we'll probably still get a nine, three. Seems like the development cycle is still kind of trucking along. So honestly, I have a strong feeling that Sylvanas is going to join the side of like Bolvar and the resistance and all that, because I don't like really watch Sylvanas's face when, you know, Anduin's like turning over the, the sigil of the Kyrian and she's just like, I don't feel comfortable about this. I don't know if I like this at all. This is just feeling wrong. <laughs> it just, it just screams like, I have made bad choices in my life and I'm not sure I like these bad choices anymore and I feel true, like I should do true. other choices. <laughs> I should do other choices. <laughs> but if she dies, hey, I'm not going to complain because, you know, genocide. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Not yeah. going to be sad. Okay. Uh, we're going to get some more Torgas wings, by the way, too. Whee! Yeah. I'm excited about that. Well, excited about that. New art and stuff. I enjoy Torghast. Oh, by the way. It'll be good just new art and everything. By so. the way, I did read an interview. If you kinda if you kinda like me and you're like, I just did like three hours worth of content and I got a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, you'll still get something even if you fail. And apparently they're gonna remove the death counter too. So yes. because I think that I think they the I think the story there is they're gonna be like, Yeah, we beat up the terror group. Terror group's dead now. So that's probably yeah. the lore reason behind that they're going to take the, the death counter out. Mr. T will be dead. He will be dead. And now it's just going to be, hey, if you just can't beat it and you've been pounding your head against this wall for a good 45 minutes, hey, it's okay. You can exit and you'll still get some soul ash. You will not exit with nothing. I still want to see some improvements to twisting corridors to make <sighs> it a little more manageable with time because I really Guess enjoy how many layers it. I've done. But I can't commit, right, like, exactly. Like, I can't always commit to three hours or two hours or however long. And yeah, my guess is that they're still looking at what they're going to do with it and looking at feedback. And they probably didn't want to talk about it without actually having the details of what they're going to do. And and honestly, they didn't bring it up. I just, just as a small little, hmm, I feel, I just feel something. I've done, I've done a fair amount of tour gas. I got the 235 legendary now. I'm not saying I've done no Torghast because obviously I've done some. I, can you spice up the warrior anima abilities? Because like, <laughs> like some of these other people, they get these crazy abilities that they like turn things into chairs and, and other inanimate objects. Yeah. And, and I'm just, I just smack things harder. I mean, it's cool. Like, I like it. I'm not going to complain, but maybe just a little bit more. I feel, 
I feel like the warrior got a little bit, it's just a little lackluster. We just smack things harder. Some of the, some of the shadow ones, there is one shadow one that is ridiculously fun. It basically, when I use one ability, it makes my mind blast like infinite and no, like no cast. And so it's just like, I'm like pounding it. I got all my like shadow ghosties going out. It's amazing. But um, other than that, like most of mine are kind of similar. It makes my fear last longer and that kind of thing. And it's, it's kind of meh, but I still enjoy it. And they did say in addition to getting new wings, we're getting new anime abilities. So, okay. well, I will reserve judgment on the Torghast wings until I see it. But all right. Have you have you ran Torghast with friends yet? No. Well, no, I take it back. I have ran it with fear. I have ran it with fear. Okay. Once, so I was gonna say it's more fun with friends. That's my if, if you're not enjoying it, try it with friends. That's my suggestion. So, I, yeah, I did it with one. I haven't done it with more than one friend. Um, so, hey, friendos, hit me up if you want. I mean, maybe I don't play a lot. You, I'll, you, I'll do some tour guys with you. I will I, happily do some tour guys. With I was you. Gonna say, you might struggle to find me online because I'm not online. That's online. true. I've noticed this, but I don't know how you've leveled all your alts, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not going to tell you because it might get me in trouble. <laughs> Boring meetings. <laughs> I was going to say, it must be nice to work from home job. Threads of fate <laughs> is great for that because you just I'm sure autopilot. Yeah, it's mindless. Yeah. Autopilot. You just smack things during bonus suggestions. That's how you do it. All right. And during meetings. Boring meetings. If you gotta, if I got to talk, <laughs> not, no, just only the boring ones. <laughs> okay. Uh, seriously, there's a lot of meetings where I'm just like, there's like 35 people on the call and it's just... I never said a word. I'm just listening. And I know exactly what they said, so don't come at me. I know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> don't come at me. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> hey, Allie, this is this is all your, uh, you know, wheelhouse because there's a uh, thing that has the word mega, and I'm going to allow you to say it because that's the next thing they talked about. It's a mega. Yeah, something. so let me, let me, let me educate. I'm a teacher, right? In my, in my offline life. So let me, let's educate everyone, all right? We are getting a new mega dungeon. What, it's actually called, what is it called? It starts with a T. It's like Tara's, Tar, Tarzan. No, it's a ta, ta, Tarzan. <laughs> it's ta, Tazavesh. Tarzan, Tazavesh, you know, whatever. All right, we got Tarzan (laughs) and Jane and, you know, you get it. (laughs) Oh, okay. But when we say mega dungeon, you can't just say mega dungeon. That is boring. It is mega. It is a dungeon. Okay. You need to add some metal to your voice and make it more epic. So it needs to be not just mega dungeon. It's mega dungeon. You have to say it the proper way. Every time... That like Ian or someone said on the stream, like you're saying it wrong. No, like you're, you're saying it wrong. It's mega dungeon. I submitted an answer or question to the Q and A, hoping it would get read because I specified in the question not only just asking about an infinite pirate dragon mount, but also saying that they have to say mega dungeon in an epic metal voice. And unfortunately, they did not pick my question because that would have been amazing. <laughs> I agree. This would have been amazing. <laughs> good anyways i'm super excited it's gonna be eight bosses it's gonna be more about the brokers so we're gonna see a bit of the broker city learn a bit about their culture apparently yeah uh, it sounds like there's one i forget if it was q or a q a or the interview but they talked about one 
who like stole something or we're going to be like chasing him around for a while or something. Or and, well, that was, so that, that was actually during the entire thing. They said, uh, so you remember during the mega dungeon with uh, Mechagon, there was, you said it wrong. Just so you know, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Rewind everybody. <laughs> okay. So, so, you, so you remember Megagon, the Mega Dungeon, right? Oh, that one? So much better. So okay. Much better. Thank you. So you remember the Mega Dungeon, right? <laughs> uh, you had the inside and the outside. I'm just going to avoid saying that term from the rest of this evening. <laughs> just so I don't have to do that. <laughs> so, anyway, so the basically you had the first four bosses and you had the second four bosses. It was, it was the splitsies, right? So that they yes. could do the, you know, right? So they could. They could unmega the dungeon, right? <laughs> <laughs> for the, oh for, God, for so queuing good. it, right? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> basically, they said that the uh, the second half was going to be the heist, where you're going to be chasing it down, right? And yes. I did listen to Demi. Hi, Demi. Uh, your little your little quick Demi. little your little quick thing where you were talking about how hey, wouldn't it be cool if Flynn Flynn was it <gasps> Flynn Flairway was the heister? Because <gasps> I'm just I'm just saying I figured I would bring it up. We're drinking rum. Rum is good, right? I it's, would love that. That would make me so happy because I miss him a lot. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Matthias, you know, Mr. Shaw and Mr. Flynn showed up and they're like, hey, we got some brokers up in here and they got some stuff. Let's take it. Heist. I mean, they, they are going through the Eastern Kingdoms and soon to be Kalimdor looking at the older artifacts. And I pre-ordered the Kalimdor book. <laughs> having it but i need to um it, it it could make i don't like the idea of them being in the shadowlands because i don't want them to run the risk of being dead dead but double it, dead i i can see that can speaking see of that. which we're gonna jump into the q a for a second where they're like oh when you die in the q a they're like let's not get into that <laughs> that was so funny <laughs> okay, Steve. <laughs> anyway, back back to the Mega Dungeon. Right, okay. Yes. So um, that is also where we are getting the amazing infinite pirate dragon. I not only was I so excited, my jaw dropped. I got giddy. My husband's next to me, like laughing at me. Meanwhile, my phone's blowing up because I've got about ten messages from people being like. Oh my God, Allie, <laughs> it is your boss. <laughs> okay. I, I do have one thing that I would like to ask to anyone. It doesn't have to be you, Allie, just to anyone. What the heck is an infinite dragon doing in the Shadowlands? And why is it wearing a pirate hat? And do we care? Because that's just awesome. Well, we don't care because, well, we care because it is awesome. That's why we care. Um, actually, I, I did wonder that too, because it is literally an infinite dragon flight, but it's wearing a pirate hat. <laughs> <laughs> and I need it as a mount. And I'm going to be campaigning. So right now, officially, everyone, dear, dear listeners that I love so much, I'm campaigning <laughs> for an infinite pirate mount. I'm trying to post it everywhere I can. Now, sadly, I did read in one of the interviews that as of now, it is not planned. But let me let me read this because I wrote down what it was word for word. <laughs> that particular pirate dragon has other stories to tell and will not be joining you today. So that tells me that A, we may not be killing this infinite pirate dragon and B, 
It won't be joining us yet, but maybe eventually, eventually, okay. it doesn't mount. I was about to boo, but now I will withhold my boo. Okay, so withhold is, your boo. I will postpone it's the okay. boo until it's not. We until we know it's not a mount. Put it on, put it on hold. We still Prepare might get it. That boo. <laughs> but I will still be campaigning until that actually happens. And when that happens, I don't care how much I have to grind or farm or whatever. It will be mine. I feel like. I, I feel like Allie will now be lobbying the devs. <laughs> Allie is now going to become her full time Blizzard professor. Will be a Blizzard lobbyist, <laughs> and it's just <laughs> and she will hang up her Blizzard lobbyist hat when she has got her pirate hat <laughs> on an infinite dragon that her original Alejandra's rogue is going to be flying around on, and she's just every day. Oh my gosh, it's just that gonna makes be, me so happy. Every she's going to mount up. Wee! <laughs> Just that thought is just pure joy. And I just, I need it in my life. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Even when, okay, so even when, until the day that it becomes my mount, I'm still excited to see what this boss holds for us. And as we've seen with Mega, Mega Dungeons in the past. She almost said it wrong, folks. Just almost. Let the record be. myself. Just so you know. I, 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 I listen to developers say it too often in boring ways this weekend. So um, we've seen that they can be a little a little silly, a little, a little zany, a little more lighthearted, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm excited to see what they do with this infinite pirate dragon. Yeah. And why is it there? And why is it hanging out with the brokers, just apparently? What the heck is an infinite dragon doing in the shadow? Okay, whatever. Yeah. No, it's in the Shadowlands. Is it with the brokers? Okay. All right. Maybe... I don't know. Like, I have so many things swirling around my brain as to why an infant dragonflight would be there. Because usually their goal is to mess up the timeline. Yeah. And time is not a construct of death, everybody. That's one of the right. things we'll talk about. It's just, uh, what I, I, I want to know things. Yeah, I want to know things, too. <laughs> and I want an infinite pirate dragon mount. Honestly, me too. And, and I'm one of those guys that I just hit my... So I played a lot of Heroes of the Storm when it came out. I haven't had a lot of time to play Heroes of the Storm yeah. since, you know, podcasting. Um, I'd like to get back into that, honestly. Um, I, I really enjoy it. I do. Yeah. So, it's been a while, but I enjoy it. I'm sorry, Heroes of the Storm fans. I'm, I just want to say, I'm sorry. You know why. It never got brought up during BlizzCon. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. It, I always mention in passing once or twice, like, hey, here's a storm still out there. <laughs> it's not on the Blizzard Arcade package, at least. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was rude. <laughs> that, 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 oof, anyway, oof. let's just say I got so used to hitting Z for mount. I made that my mount key. Okay. So oh, Z is actually, now my mount key that's in a good World of Warcraft. That's a good idea. idea. I like it. Yeah, so uh, I got them. It's a, I literally have a random mount add-on, and I just go boop. And I just want to say I'm a little sad at how many times I get an Elec because that's a bad mount. I don't like the Elecs, but well, I, it unfavored it. No, it's not a favorite. Or is that, not, is that not how the add-on works? It okay, just, it just does a random. It's just random. I just do you have too many Elecs? It's I don't know. I just I get unlucky a lot. I think I just get unlucky. <laughs> that's fine. But you just need an infinite pirate dragon mount to make it's true. your luck better. Exactly. I do. I do need an infinite pirate <laughs> dragon. I think everyone needs an infinite pirate dragon. Speaking they really of an do. infinite pirate dragon, obviously, if you're an infinite pirate dragon, what does an infinite pirate dragon have? Wings. 
Because in patch 9.1, flying is coming back. Did you see that segue? That's like a frazzly level a, segue. That was pro. Uh, that was smooth. That was chef's kiss mm, smooth. So good. Yes. Infinite pirate dragons <laughs> have wings, everybody. And we are getting flying in 9.1. However, with some caveats. And I will explain those caveats real quick. Because I listened to Ian. I was like, listen here, Ian. You better tell me what I think you're going to say. And it was fine. It was fine. They basically said, yeah. no rep grinds. You don't need to do any rep grinds. That's nice. And I was like, that's okay, because the only rep grind I've completed is my own covenants. Yeah. All the others are you secondary, tertiary, even at most. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. <laughs> exactly. I'll get there eventually. By the time it's yeah. done, I will finish it, but it's fine. I'm finally exalted with mine as of, like, I think last week. It took Literally it last night, I finished. I was exalted. <laughs> hey! <laughs> <laughs> the Undying Army. It's been a while. Anyway, so I'm exalted with him now. Uh, anyway, they basically said, it, I feel like it's just it's just going to be attached to the Renown system. That's what it sounds like. They're yeah. like, ah, it's, you just finish the story and you're going to get it. And I'm like, it's the Renown system, okay? Because yeah. the Renown kind of yeah. just comes as you do it, all right? So you're going to get it. And here's the one fun fact that I'm going to let you know. You cannot fly from Bastion to Ardenweald just willy-nilly. All right, you're going to have to take flight point because they said they're like, you basically, they, they, they said something along the lines of, you travel vast distances when you're traveling that. And I'm just like, all right, it's fine. I, I will, I'll allow it, Blizzard. I'll allow it. I think it's dumb. I want to be able to fly through the little thing, the little gateway, and it just turn into a little worm, but I'll allow it. So here's, here's two things I got with this. First off, back in alpha beta whenever they first started putting the way gates up in Oribos, I thought those were going to be portals mm. to our sanctums because why not just do portals instead of long flight paths <laughs> and B if you're going from say Ardenwild to Bastion they force you to go through Oribos first because it's you know an airport or whatever it feels like they're purposely having us fly through the in-between and as we kind of learned this weekend, the in-between and the brokers are kind of connected. So I feel like there's something more to the in-between. And plus we got Corthia yep. that's been lost in the in-between. So I feel like they're forcing us to fly through the in-between because there's more to the story of in-between. And that's why. Yeah, we just had a little Twitter exchange a little bit too about that where they're like, look at this. Look. <laughs> it, it was the. Right. It was uh, Ashley. Or. Yes, Oxville. It was, it was like, hey, what is this? Speculate. <laughs> <laughs> I love that tweet. It was so good. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. This looks Honestly, I couldn't find a gift for it, but I'm just going to tell you what I thought it was. It kind of looked like, you know, in the Avengers where the Hulk was like, I'm always angry. And then he punched the big flying snaky thing in the face. That's yeah. what I thought it looked like oh. to me. <laughs> See, to me, I wondered if it was because as you do slowly approach your destination, you do start to see like land in the distance start to pop up and stuff. And so it's kind of what I thought it looked like. But it was hard to know because I, I don't know the context of when in the flight path that screenshot was taken. So maybe there's something in the between. Maybe it was just land popping up. Maybe the whole smash something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so uh, I think that's all of it that I have in that particular panel. 
Oh, uh, cosmetic transmog pieces are coming. Uh, Necrolord is all right, but uh, I kind of want to be in a toga party. Toga party looked pretty sweet. The togas were pretty good. The Venthyr was pretty sweet. Oh, I, I gotta say, the Venthyr was pretty good looking. Yeah. And I know, warriors, you're supposed to be in the Venthyr, but no, sorry, I'm in the Necrolord. It's fine. It's fine. The Necrolord. The, the knife face? It's all right. Oh, and it's by right. the way, um, I got a little glint of hope. Just a tiny glint of hope because at one point someone said that they will be looking at other unpopular covenant, uh, you know, class combinations. Oh, I so, hope so. Oh, I hope so. Because it's like, okay, warriors are like, Fury Warriors are 93% in Venthyr. And then can you just buff everybody else? Just buff everybody else. Like, I, don't, I don't care what you do with it. Just buff at least straight across the board because literally... Come on, condemn. You're giving us execute at the top and the bottom of the boss. I get it. Like you have, I went through it like about 10 seconds of agony where I said, no, Venthyr, no. Because <laughs> seriously, you made me that, you, you made that the last freaking zone that I leveled through where you gave me a, a freaking execute at the top and the bottom. It's rude, Blizzard. It's rude. That's all I gotta say. Just, I hope you make I just make it a little better. I like my banner. It's a three-minute cooldown, though. Like, wow, that's a long time. And he's just like, hey, you do a little more crit damage, but you help your teammates out, too. Just make it better. I'm just saying. Just yeah. Make it better. The most priests did not go Night Fae. Most priests went Kyrian or Necrolord. And I understand why. And that temptation was there, too. My headcanon and lore went above that. But the, the one for Night Fae is kind of meh. They have very recently, within the last like week or so, they did buff it slightly, but it doesn't it doesn't feel awesome. It doesn't right. feel snazzy like some of the other ones. So we'll see what happens. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's where I'm at. I'm yeah. like, I feel you. I feel you. Honestly, as a warrior, I'm used to not being very good in the early patches. Okay, <laughs> usually we're amazing in the last patch of the expansion. It's the early ones where we're kind of struggling for the gear and all that stuff, especially me since I'm right. on playtime. But Liam, holy crap, you are kicking the crap on the meters. Good job. I just got to say, I'm a little <laughs> tiny bit jealous. <laughs> but you went bent there, so <laughs> of course you did. Numbers. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, now, uh, I just got to say, this was 100% like by far my favorite part of BlizzCon Online was the World of Warcraft Voices of the Afterlife panel. Oh, it was so good. This so was, good. For me, this was just a, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to call it. It was a little group therapy almost. It, yeah, I can feel that. Yeah, yeah. Where I was just watching it and Draco was just, you know, oh. I'm Necrolord. I am Necrolord for life. I always have been. But then when I saw who Draka was, not just, oh. I'm not going to okay, Deborah Wilson, you're an amazing person, you're, you're a fantastic individual, but not only are you Deborah Wilson, but you have this ability and this technique, I don't, I don't even know what to say, but when you become Draka, you are Draka. You are no longer Deborah Wilson. You have left Deborah Wilson somewhere on the sidelines. You are now Draka and Goosebumps, okay? She is a queen. Like, she is phenomenal. I. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So 
If you're a fan of like Critical Role and Matt Mercer and and you think like uh, uh, Liam O'Brien, for example, the voice yeah. of Illidan yeah. is just like, you know, chef's kiss. I, I'm, you know, I'm not downplaying any of these. But if you did not watch the voices of the afterlife and you think Bonsomdi was good, Bonsomdi is still good. Bonsomdi is still S tier. Bonsomdi is Love like him. a whole new level. But then you see Deborah Wilson doing Draka. You're just like, where did this come she from? She is Draka. Like it's it's so good. Oh my god, I, I I I don't think I can gush enough at how much I am just in love with. Just Deborah Wilson as a person. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was just, I, I was kind of blown away, honestly. Like, I, I like I'm going to let you t- talk for a second because I was just like, <sighs> my mind was going places. <laughs> I was going places. I, I really liked they actually did take time and talked on a more personal level about how they're doing. Yes. And, you know, on they, they started the panel that way. And in the end, they had all the actors go around and kind of give some kind of word of encouragement or what mind you, some kind of you know, positive word. And I, I got emotional in the beginning and I got emotional at the end because to be reminded that these people who do these amazing voices that we adore and who just seem amazing and they're, they're going through it just like we are. And to hear and have that reminder, that's not just us going through this. It's, it's everyone. Like it just, it was really powerful and to humanize them in that way was just so great. And I'm so glad they did that. Yeah. And, and on a, um, like a, a small personal note, I just want to say, um, Hey, feel free to show this panel to your friends. Um, they don't have to be friends of Warcraft. They, they, yeah. they do not have to know anything about the world. They, they don't, they don't have to have any, like, they're Azeroth. What's Azeroth? It's fine because last year, my wife, who does not play World of Warcraft, she makes fun of me for doing not only one, but two podcasts about World of Warcraft. And it's fine. But she even said that this, she loved that panel last year. And um, I've talked to her a little bit about it, uh, about this year. We'll probably watch it on YouTube again. And it's just, it's phenomenal. Thank you. Yeah. Because, and I think what I love the most about this panel, and you can probably hear it even in my tone of voice, and I just, the, the panel just as a whole, it's very funny. It's very lighthearted. It, they don't focus on just the, oh, it's the game and the mechanics and the this. It's, they get to the personal, they get to the, like, like how it's are they, the heart. How are you doing? Yeah, like Andrea, you know, she's the she's she's the, the like the the voiceover like director basically. She's she's the one who that's her whole job. She's basically the casting director. She makes she's the one listening to the booth and and I just gotta say, I freaking loved them talking about how the voice actors, you know, like for example, uh, Aralon and uh, Sardanathrius, Ray Chase, and I. I'm sorry, Erlon. I don't remember your name. Um, I will watch it again and again and again. I freaking love the panel. Um, the fact that the two of them, they called each other because they were already friends in real life. And they just said that I have just had the best experience. Yeah, the fact that, that was so cool. 
The fact that this is coming from a silly video game that you and I and everyone listening to this just is a in love with, because why would you be listening to this podcast if you weren't in love with this? Is <laughs> <laughs> they they were talking about how not only did they um you know, was Andrea just like very welcoming and just the, the awesome and just the, you know, her direction was fantastic, but she was always trying to come up with unique and just kind of different ways to bring out the best in every single person that was, you know, going into, in, into the booth, for example. And they were talking about like for the best example as I can give for Ray Chase, the voice of Sire Denathrius. They were playing classical music while he was giving his lines. And, and he was the, sipping on tea. <laughs> he was sipping on tea. They were just like, no, get into the character. You are Sire Denathrius. <laughs> like, so- you are this pompous, arrogant, just the, the smarmiest, most awful politician you can think of because everything you are saying is a lie. Everything. Because you're saying, oh, in these very difficult times. And you're like, you caused these difficult times. And you just, and and I don't know. I just, if you haven't listened or watched this panel, please go do it. It's freaking amazing. And so in 2019, we found out in that voice actor panel, which was also phenomenal if you've not seen it. So good. Andrea was talking about how they take that time to kind of really get to know each other as, as people, the voice actors do and how they take that time to get into the nitty gritty of their personal lives and really dig into those scars and those emotions and make it personal. And through those conversations and what they do, like she's able to bring out in them all of those emotions, yeah, whether it be, you know, happy, sad, whatever, and it really comes out in their voice acting. Yeah, the, and the Chris Metz and the so the, good the Varax Arfang uh, panel. Oh, that was that was, oh, oh. was like goosebumps. It was so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's, and you can as as someone just watching these interactions, you can feel those emotions, and it is a personal thing for them because she's able to get them to that point, and it's it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know how much more I can just seriously just pour out my love and affection and just my adoration for what Andrea does because she can pull off some magic. Um, she really does. Because yeah. um, a good example is Bon Somdi. So from BFA, Bon Somdi was this like oh, shining so star love him. among it all. And... They even they even talked about this uh, during the, the yeah. panel. Was Bonsomdi was just going to be a Loa, just a throwaway, just it's a Loa. And then because of what Andrea was able to pull out of those performances, just the amazing delivery that you know, you, know, you I mean, if you've played a horde or even just even Alliance in those zones, you've heard Bonsomdi, and it's just it is a. It's just, it's a whole new level. Honestly, it really is. And they yeah. loved it so much that they were just like, uh, this is not a throwaway character. We will be doing more with this character because of these performances. And the same thing is true with Sire Denathrius. Sire Denathrius was 
Ray Chase did such an amazing job that they were like, no, Sire Athreus isn't dead. They locked him in a sword. So just so you know, thank you, Ray yeah. Chase, for delivering such an amazing <laughs> performance because we will get to see more of Sire Athreus because of that amazing performance. Sire Athreus would be dead if not for <laughs> that delivery of the lines. It's just, and the funny thing too, it's just, and I just, I love, like, honestly, I mean, if everyone's heard me do my Elmo voice, I'm actually, I, I enjoy the whole <laughs> voice acting. I just, I love voice acting. It's like, if I had a dream job, that would be that. Um, literally. Me too. Oh my goodness. Speaking of which, I actually talked to Coltrane once at doing one of the uh, BlizzCons and he said I have pretty good pipes. So uh, it made me kind of happy. You do. Honestly, <laughs> like you, you legit do. So, uh, it, it was, you know, if I had a little bit more, um, gumption and passion maybe i'd go after it but uh i don't want to be a starving actor i, I like i like my standard of living that's <laughs> 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 really my biggest problem is the well that anyway moving on i just freaking love just the the creative process and everything that they get into in these panels and seriously blizzard keep doing these i freaking love them um the Overwatch one's really good too. If you haven't watched it, yeah, I watched it. I watched this year. Absolutely will. But I watched last year's and it was really good. So I haven't watched this year's. So yeah, I'm going to watch it probably. Actually, probably when we're done here, I'm going to go to the mall and watch that panel. Uh, so. Freaking um, oh, Darren Darren DePaul. I mean, how how can you not best. love freaking <laughs> the voice of Nazoth and Reinhardt? Oh, did you not know? Right, so that is the same voice actor. Yeah. Yep. Freaking beautiful. He's so he's so good. He's amazing. No, he is such energy. He just exudes it. It's so good. <laughs> so in 2017, I went and saw the uh, uh it was the the BlizzCon where they announced BFA. And right. so I was there in the um You've been to, you've now been to BlizzCon, so you now know that it's I have, it's a yes. bit of a struggle to get into the main hall. You got to be there at like yes. 4 a.m. <laughs> so let's just say I was in the Overwatch arena with me and my buddy okay. Jeff Kaplan, and Darren DePaul showed up. It was just funny. Oh, that's a good. Him. That was a good one too. Oh, so he started yelling. Uh, in his Reinhardt voice, candy, and he was just throwing candy. Chucking out candy. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, just huge fan. I'm. I, I will. I will continue to gush over them. So I think I'm gonna shut up about them, and I'm gonna let Allie talk. If you have any more else to add, because um, it was just. But the voice actor panels are amazing, and Deborah Wilson does do this amazing speech at one point, and. You know, she touched on uh, briefly on the you know, Black Lives Matter movement and all of that and what we're all going through. And, you know, from her perspective, like what she's going through. And it's just there was so much passion in that. And it was so good. It was strong. It was powerful and uh, so good. I just I don't know what else to say about it other than it was just so good. Honestly, I would go so far as to say just watch it. Just watch it. Rewatch it, it. Okay. And listen to her rewind. Yeah. Listen to everything she says because she talks very quick. She says she says she it does. <laughs> confidence and it's passion. And if you're not paying attention, you'll miss it because she just keeps going and 
She just this ball of energy. <laughs> she kept going for a bit, like, <laughs> but it was like, good. Necrolords, where you at? Because it's Draka. Like she is so much passion and so much drive for all of this. It's so good. So yeah, I love Deborah Wilson. She is my queen. All right, moving on. <laughs> all right. So the next panel that really makes really any any bit of difference to us, all us lore enthusiasts, is the Warcraft Q and A. Yeah. Now, Scott Johnson, I'm a fan of you. I have met you uh, probably twice at BlizzCon. Uh, US 2019, though. That was a good year. Uh, you should have been there. It was a good time. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, like, one of the very first questions they asked in the Q&A is, what is going on with Sylvanas and Anduin? We got a little bit of taste of that, obviously, from the Chains of Domination trailer. Um this is when I kind of, this is actually the first time I heard uh, Steve Denuser use the term King Morn. I was like, whoa, King Morn. I like this sound of that. That's pretty cool. And this is also when uh, Steve really started breaking down that the reason that they needed Anduin was they needed someone that was trusted. And I'm just like, what, Bane's not trusted? I don't know. Bane's pretty, he's pretty awesome. I like Bane. But whatever. I guess Anduin was the trusted one because he's a king, whatever. Uh, and they also really, they, they hinted on how Anduin was, he's still there. He's still in there. Right. All right. So that was. We saw a little bit of that. So that's it was good to get that confirmation because at first I was like, is it just me? Like this was done purposefully, right? So it's good to know that that was, yeah. you know, actual. Yeah. Um, and then they, they confirmed the covenant sigil that he, he drew out of, um, the Archon was the key that the, the Jailer needed because death was not meant to be chained. Blah, 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 blah. This is also, he also kind of touched on Uther, you know, sensing the, you know, the, the power of the Maw. We already kind of talked about this a little bit, so we kind of breeze past this a little bit. Um, uh, I didn't include this in the notes like I had in the past. I almost took a screenshot of it, but I just, the look on Sylvanas' face, she was just like, I don't know if I like the feeling. Like it's just, yeah. She was doing that whole look again, where she's just like, I don't know, <laughs> very conflicted. Did I make the right choice? Yeah, it kind of goes back to the to the last one where, where we left it. Like they were saying, they they let, they said that nine O was left on kind of a cliffhanger with Sylvanas, you know, pointing the sword, which they have named King Morn. You know, Shalomorn is, they're both good. I like both names, uh, but they're now calling it Kinghorn. Just pointing it in his face and Anduin saying like, dude, bring it. Like, like you know, you're, you're all big and bad. You literally have all the power right now. Like, I don't know why you're hesitating. I wonder if based on the reaction we saw in this cinematic, when, you know, Anduin's handing King Morn back to the jailer and she's all you know, side glancing at him and, and her reactions that you were just talking about here. It makes me wonder if she was actually the one to do it. Maybe in that moment, you know, in the last cinematic yeah. when he's like, make your choice. And she's like, OK, and then stabbed him because she's, you know, the good tool that she is. And maybe this is her questioning if she made the right choice maybe she was the one to do it i think i don't know i, I think that like if you're going to take anyway anything away from that is if you take what the jailer said in the last video and her the look on her face from this one is 
you know what you have to do. It, the jailer basically was like, hey, you know, I let you play your chess club long enough, but, you know, you know tick-tock, everybody. Like, come on, it's time to go. <laughs> Either uh, you win your freaking debate club or, you know, <laughs> like, what you're going to be. So uh, I think she, like he said, why did you hesitate? Because, you know, we saw in the trailer when the, the blue eyes were, were lifted for a moment, he's still in there and he's horrified right. at what he was forced to do. Like, this wasn't his choice. And he kind of, in many ways, this is like the worst torture that there is because he's still there and he's witnessing what's happening. So, like, it would almost be better if he just didn't know. But no, he yeah. knows. And, and, I, and I think that's, and that may play a role going forward in 9-2 and 9-3. I think he he very much knows what's happening. Um, You know, and he does have a little bit of plot armor, but we'll see <laughs> where those retcons may take us. Uh, because... Seriously, I mean, uh, white hair, he's got white hair now, so all you got to do is grow a beard, and he's, I mean, I was able to grow a beard in my, my 20s, so he's not that far off. Let's be honest, I mean, any trauma can cause white hair, right? Like, I I was getting gray super early because of what life gave me, so, you know, it's... Yeah, I was going to say, look, look at this. I'm only in my 30s. Right, 30s. yeah. <laughs> this is dyed. <laughs> you can see it all growing back. Like, it's all... I'm pretty sure if I stopped dyeing my hair, it'd be mostly silver at this point. Hey, that's an in thing now. That's that's cool, though. All right, now. All right, well, I got some more notes here. Well, I got some more notes. <laughs> yes, it looks good. It looks good. All right, let's see. Uh, oh, I said, and look on the Salvanus' face. Give me blah, blah, blah. We're going to talk about that. The raid for with Sylvanas, they, they actually talk about this a little bit more. The raid, the, what would, do you remember the name? Here, let me scroll back up in the notes. What is this called? Sanctum of Domination, that's the name of it. Yes. The Sanctum of Domination. They said Sylvanas will be one of the most epic moments that they have ever done. So, um, do you, did you kill Lich King? Like, when it was, like, current content? I okay. did. I did indeed. Um, if they can pull off that feeling with Sylvanas, I will be impressed. I'll, I'm. I think they can do it, but that would be ideal because that was a really good feeling. That was a very hard-fought fight, and we spent all expansion building up to that. And once again, we have spent. We will have spent so much time building up to whatever end Sylvanas may or may not be achieving. Okay. And because because of the buildup, it has to be epic. And I think I think they can do it. If they manage to pull it off, it may actually wind up being more of an epic payoff than even Arthas had. It might. Because Sylvanas yeah. got her start in Warcraft 3 just like Arthas did. And if they really manage to pull it off right, they can pull on those those strings and I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious. But they, they did say that this is going to be one of the, the most epic moments that they've ever pulled off. So we'll see what you do, Steve. We'll see what you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We already talked. So I took a note about uh, BC. They talked about two different eras. 
Hey, you get a snapshot in both for Burning Crusade and or Classic. Sounds kind of cool. All you Classic fans, you can still keep playing Classic. So there you go. I like that. Exactly. Uh, Do we have more race class combos coming? And uh, you and I were in a little bit of voice chat here. And at this point, uh, I feel like that was a resounding no. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ian talked for, it felt like a solid three to five minutes. And all he could (laughs) have said was no. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just a... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we've been looking into this and that, 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 No. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. He, he lawyered us, everybody. Lawyered. He really, and it was such a, he, he is someone who doesn't always show emotions. I've noticed he doesn't smile a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> and he definitely was just, it, it, he definitely invoked the lawyer feeling. Mm-hmm. For that answer. Good job, Ian. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Next question that I I took any notes on was, is the Archon dead? And uh, yeah. And and my notes was, no, she's alive. They just mugged her. Yeah. 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 All right. Um. They, then one of the next question is Sire Denathrius, but I, I wrote Daddy D because, hey, it's us. Daddy, Daddy D. D. Yeah. Is Daddy <laughs> D totally done or are you, or do you still have plans for him? Well, and, and this is where they, I think they got into it a little bit about the voice acting and things like that, but the original plan was to kill him. It, it was. So the original plan for... Uh, Athrius is that us as the characters would kill him, but thank you, Ray Chase, for basically creating a character that we right. love and adore so much that we couldn't say goodbye to, at least not yet. So, they basically said that there uh, may be some allies that would like to liberate the sword from the Naru. And then I took a little bit of note here, because you know how Athrius and I don't know the name of the sword at this point. They always like to have these... Ch- Remor- Remoria? Yes, Remoria. They always like to have Thanks. these chats back and forth. I feel yeah, I feel like yeah. it would be even better if maybe Remoria was maybe a separate entity or, you know, like a... the You know, the, the sword was still floating around, doing all this stuff, but he had like a... Like a, like a parrot on his shoulder, for example. <laughs> Now, if you're a fan of me, like a, of a freaking um, Aladdin, the original, where, you know, when Jafar is being sucked into the lamp, right? And he grabbed Iago in with him. I'm just saying. Yeah. That would have been comic genius. <laughs> <laughs> of Sardanathrius and Remoria of whatever. It just, if they were could, could just bicker back and forth. I'm just saying. That'd be beautiful. That's that's all I'm saying. I think that would be awesome. What would you see? I don't know. Am I, am I just crazy, or would that be awesome? I feel like that'd be awesome. No, that would be pretty <laughs> awesome. You're, you're not crazy this time. Yeah, I'm just slightly, but that's okay. Like you said, a little bit of craziness <laughs> is okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, then they talk about flying. How are we going to get it? If you're going to finish the campaign story, and then they talk about you can't fly 
can't fly through the portals, right? This is where a lot of the information came from. And it's going to be account-wide, which is what a lot of people were asking in various discords. That's good. So that's good to know. That is good to know. So account-wide, everybody. So flying. Hey, this lore show is bringing you some news because I didn't even know this because I apparently was looking in another direction. All right. That's awesome. (laughs) All right. So one of the questions, and this is very lore-focused, what is the difference or what? Okay, what is the difference in the passage of time between the Shadowlands and Azeroth? And, it, and I actually really like Steve's answer here. So he said, "Time is a construct of order," and I and I put in parentheses Amonthul because Amonthul is he's the he's the time dude. Right. <laughs> he's the time, he's dude. time dude. He's the, <laughs> you know if you're a fan of Doctor Who, he's the Time Lord. Okay. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Amethul is the Time Lord. <laughs> He's got the TARDIS, everybody. <laughs> now, then they, they followed up and said the Shadowlands are about eternity. And that the whole linear time frame doesn't really apply. Because there are things that have been here for ages and not ages. It, it just doesn't quite sync up to the way that you're probably thinking about with time. So... I think the answer is it's whatever they want to do with the story because it doesn't matter in the Shadowlands because time, like I said, it's as, as our best friend Pyromancer said, time is a construct of the Titans. (laughs) Yeah. Order. So there you go. And I think that actually kind of sums it up. If it has, if, if order is not involved, Move along. Time is whatever they want it to be. So are we going to have a time jump? There is no indication yes or no. Because a lot of people are thinking that there's going to be a time jump. Because they're like, well, in Legion, they made made Anduin look really old. Dude, they just gave him a beard and white hair. He's already got white hair. It could be like nine years from now. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that. It doesn't take that long to grow a beard. I'm just like, hey. If you've tuned in to the live show of Morley Gray <laughs> and you saw what right. fear looked like one year after a beard versus shaving it off, big difference. It was intense. It was intense. Um, yeah. I'm just saying, a single year in facial hair growth, big difference. That's all I'm saying. So it doesn't have to be that well, that far in the, in the future because they already gave him white hair. So bam, there you go. Uh, so we can get our... Uh, like 10.0, 11.0, freaking like, you know, freaking interdimensional war expansion that, you know, we've all been expecting for a while now. And uh, it doesn't have to be super far in the future. No time jump needed. There you go. True. True. Yeah. All right. I actually like this next question. What's Bolvar up to? And what's his larger role to play in the Shadowlands? Did you like this question, Allie? Oh, it was good. It was good. It was good. Yeah. I liked it because, I mean, so I'm going to let Jin drink his rum for a second because he keeps picking up his glass and then putting it down and continuing talking because he's a good host. But um, <laughs> so Bolvar is going to be front and center 9.1 and he's going to be leading the charge against the jailer, which makes sense because they talk about how in 9.1, all four covenants will have their own like bases or strongholds. Basically, the covenants will have strongholds in the maw. And they're going to be working together to bring down the jailer. 
And it makes sense, at least to me, that Bolvar would be the one leading that charge of all four covenants. And I imagine we'll get some kind of drama, cinematic or something of Bolvar first entering the Maw and his reaction to that. I'll bet it'll be epic. And I can't wait for that. I am very much looking forward to that as well. So, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. I'm super looking forward to whatever the heck is going to happen in 9-1 and 9-2 and 9-3. And, yeah. well, at this point, we pretty much know there's going to be a 9-2. 9-3 is, there's a question mark. 9-3, exactly. Especially now because they are still working at home, but they are rocking it. And But we don't know what their intentions are going to be and next expansion and all of that. Yeah, so. and, and I know BlizzCon is a little bit of a show, a little bit of a dance, you know. I don't know if you've ever seen Ready to Rumble, Allie. Have you ever seen the movie Ready to Rumble where they were talking about the king, right? I don't think I have, actually. Okay. No. Well, anyway. But you're dancing, okay, so I well, like it already. I'll, I'll explain. Is he said, because they were talking about, you know, professional wrestling as it's, it's a dance. It's kind of like a soap opera. It's a show. So BlizzCon, right, it's yes, a little yes. bit of a show. It's a little bit of a thing. So they're not yes. necessarily being super vulnerable. They're not, you know, giving a lot. Of, I mean, obviously, a lot of this pre-recorded. It's been basically, you know, it's been okayed by the higher ups. Yes, exactly. Even when it's live, it's still all the information going out still gets okayed by the higher ups. Right. So a lot of that kind of makes me think like, okay, is is nine two? At this point, 9-2 is pretty much a certainty because yes. with the end of 9-1 being Sylvanas being the end boss of 9-1, as we now know, 9-2 basically says, is it the Jailer or is there something else? Okay. Blah, 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 blah. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to rewind just a little bit. And the reason why I still think, uh, I still think that 9-3 is a thing is because during the... Um, the Voice of the Afterlife panel, when, you know, Andrea was talking to Steve and how they do the panels and they talk about this and that and da-da-da-da-da. One of the things he talked about is that uh, one one of the main things he was talking about is Ardenweald is where life and death intersect. They, and seriously, just listen to him explain this, but I'm gonna, this is yes. going to be my primer to say, go go listen. He basically explains that we're going to be exploring the relationship in the fu- in future contact, and then I, I, in future content, and and then in the notes I put Emerald Dream, boom. <laughs> and the reason, the reason I say that. So remember when I said my theories may have come true is because my theory that all of Shadowlands, ever since 2019 BlizzCon, is that we're going to be going to the Emerald Dream during the Shadowlands because seriously, just go look. Just go, to, hey, crack open freaking um, Warcraft Chronicle Volume 1. I got Volume 3 right here in my hand. But uh, cause that's what I'm working <laughs> on in World of Grey. Someone's been doing show Someone's notes. Someone's been doing show notes, yes. <laughs> but <laughs> but go, go crack open Volume 1 and go take a look at the freaking, uh, the, the little, the pretty picture. The pretty picture with the cosmology chart. Cosmology yeah. chart. <laughs> go find yourself a Shadowlands. It's on there. It's, it's, they, it's not yep. left out. Okay, now go look. Now go look at what, where's the Emerald Dream in relation to it? Hmm? It's kind of right there, but just on the opposite end of the spectrum. And then, oh, and then the freaking 
uh, oh, what is that? The Winter Queen is like, oh, this is of my th- of my, this sister. is my sister's pet. Ysera, yeah. remember that? Where she's like, ah, I don't want to raise this thing. Mm. But then everyone was like, oh, but when people dream in emerald, they literally said they dream in emerald. Like that is what Moonberry said. And it's just this... The, just seriously, go watch the cinematic again, and you'll realize that Jen is not crazy for saying we're going to the Emerald Dream. I have to agree with I'm only you. A tiny bit crazy, but as you can tell, <laughs> craziness is okay when we're talking about all this stuff. So it's, it's all right. All right. All right. Well, uh, that's that's about all I got from the Q and A. Other than there was some talk about some of the. What is it? The refugees, the night elf refugees hanging out in the storm wind talking about, uh, we should go back to Teldrassil. And they basically said, nah, that's not going to happen, at least in the short term, because, hey, we want to make it impactful. You know, burning down Teldrassil had an impact. However, the souls that were lost, I am not Night Fae, I'm Necrolord, but Allie, Allie is, is uh, Night Fae. And I know a little bit. I haven't done it myself, but I know there's a little bit where you've been helping a little someone out. A little someone named Tronda. Yes. Yeah, well, kind of. I mean, we did a little thing with Tronda in the beginning and Torghast, and then she peaced out again. But what's happening right now is, so we get the quest like everyone else in every covenant where we have to go find, you know, souls in the maw. But then we get a separate quest from Yasera herself, who is like, hey, Go get some souls in the mall. And then every week we get like we're I, I think the ones Yasera is sending us for are because they're in a very specific spot on the mall. And I think those are supposed to be the ones from Teldrassil. Because every week we get a few more of the night elf souls hanging around in our covenant. Oh. And you can actually go talk to them. Like some of them actually you can go like talk to very briefly. It's like one or two lines, but like it's definitely like every few weeks I'm noticing like, hey, you're new in that spot right there. Like, so it's, it's it's cool to see that little addition every week where we're seeing like a little more of the night elf souls. And it's cool because when we bring them in and, you know, turn them in the quest to Ysera, like they they all just kind of go walking off into Ardenwheel. It's like, OK, bye, guys. <laughs> Hope you're happy now. Like, be at, be at peace. Yeah, so it's 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 actually pretty neat. I need to finish leveling my no, well, not leveling, but going through the campaign on my hunter. I need to get some yeah. more now. Yeah, we, we did a little thing with, with Tronda and the Torgas, but then uh, Tronda pieces out again. So she's still doing things. And we don't we don't know what she's off doing, but she's she's not on a good path is kind of this feeling we're getting. So is she? I don't know. She's not, is she? is not she? on a good path. I don't know. I don't know. We'll She's on the path of vengeance <laughs> and rage, and she might get herself killed. That's the path she's on right now. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Do more knife things. You'll understand. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe she's on the correct path. We'll see. <laughs> eh, we'll see. Anyway, so we had one more panel that was pretty lore related. However, it felt like just a trip down memory lane, and I I watched the whole thing. I loved it. It was just great watching uh, Taryn, Christy, in. I'm sorry, dude. I don't know your name. I, I, I don't remember I his name. Either. I didn't write it down. But <laughs> I was just excited about Taryn and Christy. 
There's a part of me and and okay, we're podcast lovers. Obviously, we do a podcast. We're 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 not super like old timers when it comes to podcasts. Allie, you've been listening to podcasts about as long as I've probably been listening to podcasts. Like you started with Tavern Cast, I started with the Instance, and then well, I started with Warcast, which got me into right, Tavern but right. you know, right, right about the same time. Right. And like my third one was the Instance, yeah. so you know. Well, you know, that's so honestly, when uh, this particular individual was talking about the lore team, I was like, hey, you gonna bring up Anne Stickney? Because I'm, I'm a big fan of Anne. I thought about Anne too, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I love Anne. Um, now, obviously, this is not anything that is in any importance, but just as a, a fan of podcasts for as long as I have, like... Honestly, I think this was probably before Blizzard Watch became a thing. I think it was when it was Warcraft Insider still. I I liked Warcraft. So I sent an email (laughs) in basically telling Anne to don't listen to the naysayers about your laugh because I love your laugh. Um, You clearly have a I, I don't exactly know what it was. It was basically me just saying because the week before it was, hey, Anne, you laugh too much. And I basically said, shut up. Don't listen to them. They're dumb. <laughs> so if you if you heard an, an email where Anne was basically like, I don't know if I quite love life as much as you think I do. Um, but thank you very much for the email. That was me. That was actually me that sent that in. Yay. <laughs> so seriously, I was, I'm, I was actually very happy for Anne when they were actually talking about how uh, they act, and I just love the way because I actually as a creative individual myself I have I've definitely felt this where he was basically explaining that Chris Metzen was just basically he was just shitting ideas out every which way <laughs> and he needed to, someone to pick up the pieces and keep track of them like Chris, Chris was like I'm like, creating so many worlds I did, if it's fallen out like <laughs> And I was oh. like, yes, I, I actually get this. It makes sense. I, I, and that's why he could remember if Falstead was alive. Yeah, he needed he needed the lore, the lore archivists <laughs> back then to be like, yes, hey, Chris. Yes, it's fine. He's still alive. <laughs> it, it looked a little touch and go at one point. It did the dragon. You're right. It looked like it was about to die, but he didn't. <laughs> so I after reading the novel, I was like. It's okay, Chris. I, I totally get it. It looks like he was about to die there. <laughs> it did. It really did. All right. So bring, bringing it back to the thrall thing really quick here, like there was nothing new. But I will say it was really cool hearing Christy's passion for the story of thrall. My baby. And yeah, it was... It was really cool. And, and I already knew she's had that. Like, it comes out in her stories. It comes out in her books. It comes out in her tweets even you know if you meet her in real life i've met her twice in real life and it comes out there too but to once again hear it and hear talk about how thrall is her baby and everything like that was really cool but i can't help but wonder are we reviewing thrall's life because it's the 30th anniversary of blizzard or is he not going to survive this expansion that's what I'm starting to wonder. Okay, I'm going to let you put that one out there. I'm not going to comment because I, I haven't thought about this yet. And I'm just going to say, wow. Okay. 
I can see it though. I can very much see it. Like why? Like like. So I mean, obviously, like we, we've dealt a lot with Sylvanas, so this easily could have been an evolution of Sylvanas, but it was an evolution of Thrall. Now, granted, as they mentioned in this panel, like Thrall has been around like since the really early days, you know. So it, it, it makes sense on one hand because 30th anniversary and they did other little spiels here and there about it being 30th anniversary and whatnot. But there was a part of me that I couldn't help but wonder, is this because Thrall's story is about to wrap up? Chris is off doing his own thing now with his board games. He the, the thing he's making with the company and stuff. Super excited about that, by the way. But yeah, I just started. A it new makes D&D me wonder if Thrall. So I know what he's talking about. Right. Like is if. Is Thrall's story coming to an end after this expansion? Like, is he going to die this expansion? And is that why they're covering the evolution of Thrall? Now? I don't know, but I, I don't know. I, I think what I just enjoyed the most about this panel isn't so much like, yeah, I 100% didn't learn anything new. Uh, other than maybe yeah. that Tarith Fox, it was 100% a creation of Christy Golden because she wanted to create a character that made Thrall go, okay, maybe humans aren't all bad. Yeah, that was really cool I, to hear I think about, that was the sure. only thing that I learned as new. It wasn't necessarily like, oh, a revelation, because it totally made sense. Thrall needed a character to let him know that, look, they're not all bad. You know, right. Adelis Blackmore is who he is, and he's a... He's, Horrible. Yeah, he's he's awful, Okay. We're not all like that. Okay, just like not all orcs are Garrosh. Not all freaking, you know, humans are Adolus Blackmore. The, yeah, there's a, it's, it's more like Ray. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's a spectrum. I'll just put it that way. Um, yeah. It, I And I, I think what I really enjoyed the most and what really, I, I think, proved my point is that these are just really good storytellers. Is yeah. Taryn and the other dude, I'm sorry, again, I don't know your name. They were very like emotional about a lot of these stories. And they're invested. They Super very, invested. Yeah, yeah. Very invested in the story. And you know, if you just want to hear, you know, if you're just like, hey, Thrall is this guy, and da, 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 da. if you don't know much about Thrall, go listen to that story. Like, like I said. Us as servants and enthusiasts of the lore, you know, the two of us here, we didn't learn anything new because I, I knew it all. I'm sure I'm, sure, I'm assuming you knew it all, too, because you started in, in Wrath. Yeah, like I it's, it's one of those things where you don't even have to like it, it is good to watch. Like I, I did watch it for about like half of it. And then the other half, I actually started like taking care of something else like in my office here. And but still listen to it like you don't have to necessarily watch the whole thing. So if you want to experience it. But not, not necessarily have to tune into the entire thing like face to face. It's it's still good to hear, even if you don't watch it. Yeah. And I I think the main takeaway I took from that is that this story is in good hands. It, yeah. Yeah. These the people that are writing it, that are creating the the content around it, be it the you know the the cutscenes with Taryn. You know the the you know the screenplays versus the quest dialogue now now that she's actually employed by Blizzard, or the novels with Christy Golden and also the lore archivist that is just picking up the pieces and make sure they're not forgetting where things go. 
I totally understand that uh, that the, the job now that I've been doing something in chronological order. I, I totally get that that job now. Seriously, it's harder than you'd think. <laughs> yeah. They just throw things out <laughs> randomly thinking, you should know when this happened. Uh, not really. <laughs> the community had to piece it together with all of your crazy clues, you jerks. You just put a date on it. We'd be fine. But you didn't. Anyway, I li- literally, I think my biggest takeaway from that that panel was we're, we're in good hands, everybody. You know, we got at least we a good five years, at least. It's a good five years. Now, two more expansions. I don't know the third one's going to be here, but then, you know, then again, I don't think. Yeah, so I don't even think Blizzard. As of works now, I'm thinking two. two. Yeah, I don't even think Blizzard yeah. works more than two do in advance. It's probably why. Well, they say they say they work in terms of three. Well, but at the same time, after the two, like so, say so. In my brain, we're going to add back to Azeroth and like next and doing Dragon Isles and loose ends and blah 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 blah. And I think the one after is going to be a big cosmology war, possibly. Okay. And then after that, like, I don't know where they go after I that. I very much will. Uh, I, I see what you mean by working in threes, because the first time we heard Ilganoth whispers with Legion, and that was, count them, that was basically three expansions ago at this point. So I totally see. And this is, it's still like some of those Legion ones just still haven't been answered. So I 100% see right? why. They work in threes. Uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, that's BlizzCon, everybody. And when it comes to World of Warcraft, okay, there, uh, there's Diablo and there's, you know, Overwatch. And I'm sorry, here's the storm, but there's really nothing for you. <laughs> but there's Hearthstone. And honestly, there, there wasn't, I mean, granted, I haven't watched all the Overwatch panels yet. But as of now, like even the first one, when you watch the first one for Overwatch 2, Jeff Kaplan's like, thanks for being patient. <laughs> we don't have a whole lot ready yet. Yeah. This is basically what he was saying. But they gave us a little like little bits here and there and new skins and new stories, but not a whole lot of information. So I think even Overwatch is, was not super represented. OK, and since you were at 2019 and also and obviously you watched this latest BlizzCon. Are you in agreement with me? Can leaks just die in a fire? Yeah. Like, I, I, it took so much effort to stay out of it. And so it, 20, 2019, and th- this is this is why I'm, I'm so against leaks for BlizzCon right now, is because 2019, it was, um, I was hanging out with Jared and Shoe Boots, and we saw Christy Golden, and we, we stood there for a while, all of us went and talked to her and being awkward about who was going to talk to her. <laughs> and it was in, in the most cute, awkward nerd way ever. And um, eventually, I forget if it was, I think I started the conversation with her, maybe. And then we all jumped in. But at one point, I think it was Jared that asked her what she felt about the leaks. Because there were some leaks that went out. 2019 be- about like 2019. Supreme. And Bad. it really was. And you, you can... Christy... Con- you you tell she's still trying to be professional, but you can tell like she just how heartbreaking pissed. it is for them. She's probably pissed. She yeah, like like and and she kind of explains how frustrating it is for them, and like my heart goes out for them because they they spend so much time working all of this, putting their heart and soul and everything into this story and these events and panels and announcements, and to have it leaked ahead of time. Yeah. That's like that's like a parent 
being super excited to give their kid a PS5 for Christmas and the kid doesn't even know. But then to have the cashier like see the kid the next be like, hey, guess what? For Christmas, you're getting a PS5. <laughs> Enjoy. And, and then the parents are robbed of that joy of the, the, the excitement of sharing that with the kid the first time. And it, I can't even imagine how crushing and defeating that Man. is. So I was super, super against spoilers this time. Because I just wanted, like, I, I was, was too. So, yeah. And I just want to say, I was so close. I was on the cusp of the finish line. It was the morning of BlizzCon. And number one, this wasn't the biggest one. Like, like it didn't hurt me too much, but I saw the chains of domination thing for a split oh. second. I was, and it just, it, it was like almost it, it deflated just a tiny bit. And I was like, okay, that was a leak. That was a legitimate leak. And it, it hurt. And then I, I actually deleted a photo of basically Lich King uh, Anduin out of the Discord general area because I like there's a there's a lore spoiler uh, section in my in the in the more like Discord and I was just avoiding it I was just like hey you guys go nuts if you want to talk about like leaks I'm not gonna say no but I'm not going in there but someone posted it in the general and I deleted it and it didn't even register what it was and then like probably like three or four hours after I deleted it, like, cause I still remember what the picture looked like. And I was like, Oh God, that was Anduin. And it just, it hit me. Oh and no, I, I'm so I was sorry. Just like, oh, and it's just like, Hey, Oh, that's rough. If you're the kind of person that likes leaks, that's fine. Like, I'm not going to say don't enjoy that. Cause I like data mining. Like, like I'm a big fan. Like, I, I watch the YouTube videos. I get into it. But come on, leaks for a BlizzCon? Like that, that's rough. Especially like, it was like, it was like yeah. literally the day of. It was like, it was like noon. It was going to happen at like two hours later. And it just, oh. it didn't really rob me of any of it. Because obviously I didn't see the, the, the cut scene. But the fact that I kind of knew it was coming. But still, like. <laughs> I went into it like not knowing and it was glorious. Like the only minor leak from the le leaks that came out was that there was going to be a Burning Crusade classic. And we all pretty much knew yeah, that was going to be insane. Like that was like, eh, okay, but I know there's other leaks. So I'm going to avoid like the plague. Like I was quiet in discord. I was quiet on Twitter because I was avoiding all of it and not looking at it because I didn't want those leaks, but I had to work so hard. Yeah. And so I was able to go into it fresh, not knowing about Anduin and the Chains of Domination and whatnot. So I like my my heart breaks for you that you did not quite have that full um, effect was, of of the surprise. What was really funny to me is too is uh, I was woken up, you know, basically you know Friday morning, saying, you know, my my wife said, hey, because, you know, she doesn't play, she doesn't know, she's like. Someone said maybe you should put that in the lore, lore spoilers section, and because it, it was in the general, and I and I looked, and it was like six a.m. I'm not an early to rise kind of guy. I'm a gamer. I don't. <laughs> I'm an early rise kind of guy. Right. I'm a night owl. <laughs> so I'm looking at it, and it, and I just like, yeah, that's no, and I just deleted it, and I just wrote in there, feel free to put it in the lore spoilers, but I've deleted it. And it hit me like two hours later because it just came back to me. I was like, no. <laughs> so, oh. so when I was watching the cutscene and I saw Anduin, I was like, yep. 
it just, it kind of hurt. So if you are the kind of person that is like, eh, leaks are cool. Screw you, dude. Leaks suck. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Especially not on the finish line. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and I get like there's there's if you are someone that doesn't care about leaks and you get excited about it, I get it. Like you want to share your excitement, but please respect the fact that not everyone wants to indulge in the leaks like you did. Yeah, I and I didn't want to indulge in the leaks, and I didn't, and it just basically me just deleting one just hit me. I just I was so sad. I was like, oh no, it's Anduin. <laughs> Who looks slightly like Arthas from Warcraft 3? I I think it was him dressed up in his Ma regalia, basically. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And I was just like, oh, no. I know where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where it went, everybody. So there it is. Well, that is our BlizzCon when it comes to World of Warcraft. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Since you read the last review, would you like to read this one? I think you, you can see it, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice yeah, and quick yeah, and simple yeah. one. And it's super, super quick, super quick. It's from Killing Billy from a platform that I don't know. I think it was Apple Podcast. Sure. Yeah, Apple Podcast. Yeah. And it says, best wow lore podcast around. Hilarious at times and very informative. That's what she said. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> sure, why not? Well, that's what, that's what he said. I don't know. <laughs> Killing Billy, thank you so much for your review. <laughs> we do try to be hilarious at times, so we, we appreciate it. I that. like to try and be funny because, hey, I like lore podcasts out there, but hey, they don't usually, they don't lean into the humor of it. Like infinite pirate dragon mouths. <laughs> I'm so excited. All right, well, <laughs> before we get out of here, we have a little bit of bumper that we'd like to play. There's just this one right there. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. You're damn right. There's nothing more powerful than a good story, because honestly, I was struggling a little bit with this one. I didn't even know what to put in here. I, I, had, I had seen anything. I hadn't heard anything. That's fine. Hey, if you want to send a, a positive story and send it into uh, live last lore cast at gmail.com or live underscore laugh underscore lore at, you know, that's the Twitter. It's at, you, you get it. <laughs> I put it at the end for whatever reason. But anyway, <laughs> hey, I was watching the voice actors panel for Warcraft. Surprise! And, wow. It just, it hit me. It hit me like a ton of bricks. It really did. I. It is the only panel that I probably rewound multiple times, listened to it, and I wanted, I just wanted to take it all in. Because I enjoyed how they focused on more than just the story of the game, but how how they were feeling as people. Like, literally, yeah. the voice actor panel, if you haven't seen it, and if you have, awesome. And if you just were like, oh, I like the voice actor panel, because I saw someone post that. And if that was you, check yourself, Okay. How could you not I'm like just, that? I don't understand. I, and I get it. If you were looking for the, all the spoilers and all the lore and that, like whatever, you know, readjust what you were thinking and just realize that there is more than just a game here. There are real people behind this game. There are real people that do the voices for all this stuff. And they're all beautiful people. And, and I love them all. 
uh, because I really liked that Andrea, the voice actor, director, basically started out the panel, wasn't like, all right, we're going to talk about the game and we're going to talk about this. Basically, she didn't go full 2019 because that's what she did 2019. It was... Hey, we got this all this stuff, amazing stuff that we're gonna talk about. Uh, there was this, you know, the 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 tink tink, you know, the flag girl. They were not, it, you know, that was that was the 2019 panel. It was beautiful. We loved it. There was a re- recreation. So Tara good. Gregory oh pulled off a thrall that we didn't even know it was possible. We loved it. <laughs> but this time it was it was it had a different vibe. It was. And it, and after the year that was 2020, it, I think it was the voice actor panel that I needed. It really was, yeah. Because they didn't say, "Oh, how did you like Shadowlands?" How did? No, they actually said, "Hey, yeah, you know, like Ray Chase, you know, actor of, you know, Sergeant Athers. How how are you doing? How are you holding up? Yeah, like." What what have you been doing to 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 make it through this pandemic? And and a lot of they were making jokes. They were it was funny. They were they were making things like like look, I've been doing this. And then hey, remember when I said you know Draka, she's my queen. She went into a little bit of and I'll just I'm gonna say it. She went into a little bit of a diatribe. Okay, she just went off. Yeah, basically saying she that look, I've been here. I, I've already done all this. Like, I've been at my rock bottom. So this 2020 stuff, it's rough. It is. It's hard. I'm not going to, like, say that it's not hard. Like, I've been married. I've been divorced. And, and now I'm on my own. And, and, you know, the way she was talking about how this is... I, I, I can't even describe it. Just seriously, listen, listen to the way she talked about it. Because I just love the fact that they really focused on the people... Not just the characters. Do you know what I mean? So so that that's my positive story for this for this week. Cause obviously this is the BlizzCon extravaganza, so I wanted to tie it into a little bit of BlizzCon. But before we really go Perfect. really go. Before, and again, thank you, Andrea, for all that you do for us, you know, all us fans of everything. I think you asked the right question before you left. It was just, just like you know. Give us something to lead us out. So I'm just going to play the end of it. So if you haven't watched the panel in its entirety, maybe this is your little nudge in the right direction that you should listen to it. So so here you go. Give a listen to this. So grateful to be here. So grateful that you're here. And just remember, be good to you and be good to those around you. Everything else will come together. Amen. Beautifully said. Thanks for being part of BlizzCon Line. Uh, can't wait to be back with you in person again and share this magic, this energy. It will happen. Stay strong. Thank you for being with us on this panel. Thank you for playing Shadowlands and, uh, and World of Warcraft. And when things seem the darkest, mm-hmm. the light is always with you. Oh, my God. I don't know much. <laughs> uh, I will say um, my grandma always told me, she, she had this phrase, this too shall pass. And uh, I know that uh, even in the darkest of times, uh, we will get through it. We'll get through it together. It's, it's easy to lose sight of what we do have, so stay grateful, um, and that's how we can pull through. Uh, hang in there, you guys. Uh, keep playing World of Warcraft. Uh, it's a great way to get through this, and uh, especially thank you to Blizzard for letting me take home that wonderful piece of art. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So thank you, Blizzard. Really, I always love to say this to people, and I mean it when I say it every single time. There isn't a time when it doesn't mean something to me, so I really hope it means something to you. Be blessed, be well, be happy, be healthy, but most importantly, be you, because you are beautiful. Oh my God, Draka. Get emotional again. <laughs> God, I love Draka so much. Oh, uh, that whole, like, Draka's amazing, but like all of them, what they said, like, I don't know, like, I've, I've had a couple of rough weeks and depression has been, um, kicking my booty but uh so there's a lot of like emotional times during this uh weekend but the the ending of that one was <laughs> like draka's got me like all oh. the, like a few of theirs like hit my soul and it's just like my, my emotions so <laughs> i mean draka she's my queen i love draka deborah wilson you're you're phenomenal but the yeah. voice actor for Aralon, this too oh. will pass that that one really got that, me. I like I almost bawled with that one. Most, where it's just, yeah, this this will, it, this will pass. Just hang in there. I mean, and if you didn't notice, the the very first person that spoke there, that was actually the voice actor for Juan Samdi. Juan Samdi. It's just you know he's just, he's just kind of very go with the flow, and you know. Again, if you haven't listened to it, just go watch the panel. It's 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 cathartic. It's group therapy. It's it it just feels good to listen to it because it's a hug. It is. It feels like a hug. Because the way he talks about it, he's like, yeah, he's got some good days where he's like, yeah, let's do this. All right, we're good. And then he's got another day, and it's just the socks. And it and that's yeah. okay. And I think that's where we're all at. You know, I I felt it. Like hard, like like I've yes. Monday nights when I do my little morally gray, I put you know, put on a little you know clown wig and the makeup and all the bullshit. And you, you understand, like <laughs> I just envisioned you as a clown. <laughs> <laughs> it's hey, it is what it is. We we're all <laughs> you know the meme where the guy that says all the shit and then puts all the clown makeup on. Hey, it's we're all real people. It's it, it's good, uh, and I think the fact that they, the fact that it, I, I saw anyone they saying this is really I think the reason why I wanted to point this panel out is just seriously, we're all people. It's this 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 year and this past since March, it's it's been hard. It's been hard for, for it's very hard for me. It's been very hard for my wife. Like it's been, I know it's been hard for Allie. It's been, if it hasn't been hard for you, you count your, count your lucky stars. You're an amazing person. You, you got yourself, whatever's going on with you, you're, hey, it's awesome. But I just want to say, check out the panel. It's great because there is some serious, like actual, some emotion and then some real feelings behind what's going on in the background because hey like tying it back into into warcraft just for a second here is they even thought for a moment that shadowlands is going to be a silent expansion there would be that would have broken my heart oh been a, that that thought yeah. but they, they they figured it out they pulled through and all of these amazing individuals came together and they did what they did and it's just it's it's something to behold so hey I just want to leave that this episode right there with that and just say, hey, thanks for listening. 
you know, hey, this is this, it's been a rough year. So, um, I, I, I hopefully that was a decent positive story at the end, but that's where I'm gonna leave it because, <laughs> because I, I got a lot out of it. it like, it, it kind of lifted my spirits a little bit too. So, it did, yeah. All right, well, I think it's an episode. This has been a very long one, but. But it was, it, was, it was spectacular. It was a spectacular episode. <laughs> and speaking of which, I can push this button now and we can get out of here. Yeah, we should. Yeah. I love this episode. It's by good. The way. It was a lot of fun. I was looking forward to this. This is a great episode. Wow, it's like two and a half hours. <laughs> spectacular hours. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Live, Laugh, Lore. If you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, or a question that you're just dying to know the answer to, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at Jared Cooster, and you can follow Allie at Allie Anders K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care.